Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, it's Bubba the Love Sponge. You know, crotch discomfort might be just hurting your game. Fear no more. The kings of the crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped. Take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming also have the lawnmower 4.0 for that trimming that you need so that you can wear the boxers and chill. They've even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest in your family jewels, my friend. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the Bubba code at manscaped.com. Be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with a badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Again, you got the Lawnmower 4.0, you got the Boxers 2.0, and you got the Jewel Pouch. What else could you want? It's all happening at Manscaped.com, promo code Bubba. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with Bubba as your promo code at Manscaped.com. Up your crotch game, because once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. We don't have a fancy... Uh, we don't. You guys are rookies, fucking with your mics, making all that, kinds of mic sounds. I didn't realize that you're. <laughs> I said ten seconds, Hatley. You fucking rookie. I saw the Frog. red light on the mic, so Frog. I needed to be quiet. <clears throat> we gotta get some. I gotta get some produced stuff that you know. Some imaging. I'm right. You're left. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that that's pretty. <laughs> Pretty damn good name, I, and, 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 to, to be honest with you. It, and it's the truth. Me and Hatley have been working. God, we've been working together a lot. Me yeah. and Hatley. Yeah. Love Hatley. And Brian, I've been seeing you a lot, uh, too. Yeah. A lot I feel like more, this is a little get-together. Like the pre-COVID stuff, you know, the and, pre-COVID uh, times. We're going to take this and repurpose it uh, later today on our podcast. Just uh, The last time we did this, which was I'm right, you're wrong, slash, let, we, well, we just, we've changed it. Because it, this show, I, it, the last show kind of skewed left, don't you think? I, I, I think it skewed more into the, to the libertarian, uh, not the left versus right or red versus blue team, more into the, uh, the rest of us, the 80% of the United States that wants to talk about common sense. Well, I need you to have some common sense on how you adjust your microphone so people can see your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a want, visual platform as much as is audio. Who, there who, you go, Brett Hatley. Who, who wants to see my face? I mean, well, Hatley, they, I mean, I, I want to see uh, your face more than I want to see, you know, the backside of a donkey dick looking RE30. You're, you're a sight for sore eyes for a lot of these people here. Yeah, uh, donkey, donkey teeth. teeth 999. I love donkey teeth. Now, He's awesome. So, but I, I did get some complaints that we were like sucking the left dick last time. So, you that, know, I got to be here and be a little bit more right, I think. Well, uh, that's, but that's because people are caught in in this ref, left-right paradigm, because everybody wants it to be like college football, you know, Alabama versus LSU. Well, we got well, We're hoping they they do that. That'd be better for our business. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, that's better for everybody's business is getting people fighting about stuff, getting we, people riled the fuck up. Yeah, that's all it's about. We gave people actual, real information last. Do you time. think, Brian? Do you think that the the parties get together and be like, how can?
continually rile them the fuck up. It's well, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship, right? It's it's mutual. So the the abortion issue is a perfect example of it. If if one side has their way completely, then that side can't really fundraise. Like, yep. It's hard to motivate your base when you're getting what exactly what you want, which is why we never get real solutions to any of our problems or issues. So are you saying that the GOP, the GOP may have messed up by hardlining this abortion deal because they can't get their hardcore base all riled up uh, uh, to, to fundraise because they got what they wanted. Grandma it's, from fucking Nebraska got what she wanted. It's what they wanted, but it's not how they wanted to get it. Tom it, Bean know, said to me. Process. Tom Bean said to me that uh, that the, the, the the Supreme Court ruling with 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 regards to Roe v. Wade was the Supreme Court being a bunch of rogue dicks. Yep. And 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 said like they were that's not what the GOP wanted. They are just trying to flex their fucking muscle right now and it's really uh, it's unlike any time of the Supreme Court. It is like any other time of the Supreme Court and you have to So he was right. He was de- he was definitely right. They were flexing their muscle and it wasn't based on politics. It's based on religion. 8 of the 9 of them are hardcore Catholics. The ninth one is a hardcore uh, evangelist. And, uh, and aren't we aren't we fundamentally not supposed to be figuring a religion in on? Haven't the Supreme Court itself made rulings on separating religion out of the deal? Yeah, pr- <clears throat> prior to this court, that's why this court is different than every other court that we've this had. is. This is like uh, I love Jesus court. This is the I love Jesus. I want to suck off Jesus court. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, a, and, I want to suck off Jesus court. And that applies to the liberals on this court as well, by the way, because they're Catholics. And the other one, the the um, woman that just uh, Justice Jackson, I think. Is her so name. eight of the nine are, are now. Is there anybody in the, uh, of the nine that are, are like uh, agnostic? None. Not <laughs> no. even close. Are we still a country where if you are agnostic, not even. Brit, not even hardcore like you, atheist, but just agnostic, which is kind of a, ag, ag, which is kind of atheist light, agnostic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's people that aren't willing to, you know, just go, love go. the devil. It's saying that you can't disprove the existence of. You know, right. It's it's taking it quite honest. To me, it's it's more intellectually honest and consistent. To me, of a it's position. To me, it's not intellectually honest and consistent. To me, it's and, a, to me, it's a tweener deal. Yeah. So you're I'm saying get there's a zero point zero chance. I'm saying that, that there's I, a higher power. I'm saying that we don't know about. I'm saying there's a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that there is no higher power. What is what is most likely? I agree with you on that. I so, agree with you on that. But but, but and, we and, still got to live in this society, and, so we got to hedge our bets, Hatley. And, and not everybody what, can be hardcore like you, Hatley. But and until you see any, everybody, I love liberals who are who are uh, who are religious who go, you got to follow the science until it comes to religion, where you've seen zero evidence of anything. But oh, there that that could be. Yeah, there could be a flying spaghetti monster too, and a Jack Frost could be real too. We don't know about that. Santa Claus? But, but Santa Claus could be real too. Well, too. Santa Claus was a real. Person, we don't. We don't. We just don't. Just like Jesus Christ was. Santa Claus historically was a flying a real fucking deal. No, he wasn't. Jesus Christ was not a historical person. Jesus Christ was a metaphor. Never ever was that a actual. So you're person. saying that Jesus Christ there never was. No, hold on, hold on. Let me ask the question. Yep. You're saying that Jesus Christ never was in human form. Never. 
There Lakeland, is no, who's your 25? There is no historical evidence. Now, Muhammad, yes, was a real person. We're not talking about him. Jesus. Holy shit. And we're certainly not drawing this picture. <laughs> Buddha, yes, was a real person. Jesus Christ was never actually a real person. There is no historical evidence. Can you imagine, though, it. if there was Jesus Christ, how cool he was? <laughs> especially well, if they, depi- well, especially he, he, if they he, depict him the way, like, he was kind of surfer, kind of tan. He lived with a whore and never fucked her. So, well, I mean, he I, also <laughs> went out, he went east. You know, they say, you know, where are the lost years of Christ, right? And the the theory is that he went east and he learned a lot of the Buddhist concepts and, and a lot of Eastern religion and incorporated that in his, you know, thought process and teaching when he returned back, you know, to the, to the West. All right, so listen, we can at least agree on this. Um, whether you're atheist or ag- agnostic, that the court, our highest court in our land, shouldn't be making decisions that are based on something, Lynn Bailey, $20 Canadian, that we cannot, I mean, religion is the biggest fucking boondoggle there's gone. Ever. Gone. It's the biggest scam ever. It's, I mean, the, I mean, I got to tell you, whoever created religion, you're some really smart motherfuckers because they're like, listen, we're going to create a thing where it makes you feel good about yourself. You can be part of this cool club. You can feel like you're, you know, well, you're, it's you're control. belong. It's control. And, but hold on. And, and then, and then, but there's no way <laughs> to disprove it. Well, right. And that's the only right. way to disprove it is if you die and come back and that ain't happening it's right it's it's all about control right and sure. it's about maintaining it, you know religion served its purpose uh controlling money and, well in controlling people you know controlling money and controlling people now, you know, society back, was back built then, around religion but hold on let me ask you a question back but, in the day back what? back in, hold on but back <laughs> no, in the no, day no, back in the day i'm saying is that the all, like everything during, that happened it, you know, was based around and supported by, it was their government, what was the first, essentially. What was the first year of the Pope? Oh, that would have been... Uh, like so, in the 1500s? No, no, no. Back in probably about five, the 500s yeah. around there. Oh, the really? Count, the Council of Nicaea, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So somebody got together and said, if we can create this whole big fucking guy in the sky deal, mm-hmm. you know, and we can make we can we can control people because if you do bad things, the guy in the sky is mad and you're going to go yep. down below to the, to the bad place and we can control people and and we can take them out a few of their shek- shecklings around here, too. Absolutely. <laughs> we, can, we can we can keep uh, a roof over our head. We can be considered royalty because we're the men of these. We're, we are closer to this guy upstairs than any of you motherfuckers. Yep. Well, it, the yep. laws were Neo designed. Neo Mount Pleasure, $20 billion. They were designed to control how property was to suppress women and control how property transferred. And if there were no surviving heirs, guess where that property went? To the, went to the church. To the church. That's Everything why Catholic, went to the church. That's why Catholic priests aren't allowed to get married and nuns aren't allowed to get married, so all their property goes to the Catholic church. But even before that, I mean, talk about civilization. We talk about Mesopotamia, and you talk about the Hammurabi Code. All that predates Christianity. That all predates... No, I wasn't saying it was the origins of society. I was saying it was their government. It was society. Every rule, that every law like had some sort of religious basis for it. Like, what kind of religion did the fucking cavemen have? Like, what kind of religion did the cavemen have? They, 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 they had the religion of, we need to survive day yeah. to day. We needed need <laughs> this other caveman to come over and whip my fucking ass right. and take they, my furs. They had individualism. <laughs> Staunch rigid individualism uh, yep. and, and biological drive they to continue their own They weren't worried about some dude upstairs right. fucking thinking whether right. they, you know, they fuck their uh, fellow caveman's wife and shit. That right? was the last of their worries. And if you read, there's a great book called Sapiens that explains all this. And they used to, when they, when we were tribal people and hunter-gatherers, like everybody in the tribe would have sex with every woman. They didn't know how children were reproduced. And the whole tribe would raise each kid. 
Um, oh, so they'd be like, Ma, it might be Fred's guy, but it might be Brent's guy, but it might be Brian's guy. Because oh, we, no we all fucked this bitch. But they, but they thought it, a, they thought it was so they thought it could have been a combination. Really know that, yeah. the, the, that their sperm was making her pregnant, right? Yeah. They just all of a sudden knew she got fat and popped out a kid. Yeah, and they thought that maybe it took all of them to get each oh, woman pregnant. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that's we, what we need to go back to that. That's where gangbangs came from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the caveman invented gang gang gangbangs. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the, the native- but like when now are there are, are you Brenner have you read it like within Sapiens and some of your reading and you too, Brian, on this, like were cavemen really like would they go over like let's say I'm in cave over here and Brent your cave over there and I'm a little bit more and Coco's in the third cave oh. down <laughs> and he's fucking mad as shit at us and we pissed him off. Does he come over and just beat us over the fucking head and take our shit? And that happened. And, you know, we had two. There were two. There were, yeah, it did. There Unless were, I get with you and say, hey, Brent Caveman, together we right. can whip this Coco Caveman's ass. Right. Otherwise, you and I are done. Yes. And, <laughs> Unta we, Gunta. and we had two strands of humans, which were, you know, what became Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Now, Neanderthals went extinct because the Homo sapiens overtook them and overpowered them. So it. And it, out, out intellected them. Yeah. And out intellected them absolutely. Yeah, they they can outsmart smarter. them. Yeah. They outsmarted them, and and their grain and Homo sapiens grain grew bigger, grew bigger, and that's what so we which are were today. The, which were the ones that got beat? Neanderthals. That's what I am. Yeah, you know I did my DNA test. I've got Neanderthal in my DNA. You know what? I did mine too, and I'm 41 percent German. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I don't want to do mine. I did mine. I'm I am. What of what I was? I got 80, my report right here. I'm 85 percent Irish, English, Scottish, Welsh, and 15 percent Norway. So. I'm adopted, and I don't want. Oh, that's f- right. F- f- uh, strange or, or family members come and look at oh, me. So oh, I don't, I won't oh, do oh I found out. A, I found out a family secret in mine. It yep. was crazy. Yep. Oh, and I don't want any did, part of did that. Did your mom? Did she? Not, did no. she step out on Charles? No, 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 no. Well, that, that's, <laughs> Charles isn't my biological father. Anyway. Oh, you're right. So no. Oh it, no. Did that ever end up being a problem when you were a kid? Like you gave him that you're not my real dad shit. No, no, not really. Because he whipped you. No, not really. But you know what came did, out? Did Charles ever whip your ass? Yeah, of course. I was a bad kid. You were. Bad. I mean, you're <laughs> was a bad. Wasn't kid. your brother far better kid than you? Oh, my brother was, was like an angel, straight A star, the captain of the football team. He was like everything. And, and, I wasn't. And you were, you know, going to heavy metal concerts, <laughs> getting high, trying to fuck H- you know, middle with, school bitches, hanging out with Coco. <laughs> anyway, I am I am ninety eight point two percent European. Yep. I'm forty one point eight percent German. Right. Thirty one point eight percent English. Nice. Fourteen percent French. Seven point five percent Scandinavian, one point seven percent Polish, one point five percent Italian, and I'm one point eight percent Arab. <laughs> I love it. I and, love it. That's a good thing. And then, mix. like, if you take your mom's Blitz, I, I don't know if Blitz is available or not. Uh, he, but he he was telling me something like there, some kind of monochrological. If you take your mother's gene and it breaks it down, it can really tell you where the fuck you're from. And I'm from Africa. Mitochondrial DNA. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm from I'm from <laughs> mother's condos. I'm from about my mother's condo I'm from, and her DNA. If you guys there. look at the camera, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle it where I'm from, the part of Africa that I'm from, and you can tell me. Uh, this, let me show you on the camera here. It's gonna be a while, but it, this is gonna show you where 
uh, what part of Africa I'm from, right there. The whole central part? <laughs> well, I mean, like that's the whole central sub-Saharan? part. Sub-Saharan? <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. so. <clears throat> okay, Brian, I'm sorry. My DNA sub-Saharan. I, I, I just, with the, the, with the lineage that you laid out, the odds of you being from sub-Saharan Africa. I am a motherfucking <laughs> dirty sub-Saharan, okay? There's, no, I think may, more likely, like, they're talking about where you started. Mesopotamia makes sense, because that's where life, as we know it, really started to flourish. But, uh, yeah. but, but to say that you would be sub-Saharan African is... Uh, Aren't those parts of Africa pretty t- rough? Yeah. Like, no. As we sit here today, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like, would you take a trip, Brent? Uh, Bob, Brent uh, what, what, what's one of the countries over there? Uh, Chad. Zimbabwe. Chad. Uh, uh, okay. So, if, uh, Brent, I said, hey, you and Caitlin uh, have a five-day trip to Zimbabwe. Zero. I'm not going... You know what? I'll come to you one better. In 1998, when I was working for Thunder... Uh, and, Before you worked for me in 2000. Uh, yeah. And uh, our studios touched yours. They wanted to send Ron Diaz and I to South Africa to do a live broadcast from Cape Town. And I got into it with uh, with Ted, and I was like, I'm not going to Africa. No fucking way. And they were like, oh, what are you worried about? It's safe, it's safe, it's safe. And then the next week, you see, like, there's a car bombing at a pizza shop in Cape Town. I'm like, they are number one in the world for carjackings, and you oh, want to yeah. send us there? In South no, Africa? And, yeah. No way. How's the chicks, though? It, oh, they're they're super hot. And, yeah, they and are. That's super true. sweet. That's what almost got you over there, Hatley, with yeah, the horse. Yeah, but the car bombings and the carjackings. The I was all like, pairs oh, there. Oh, my my yeah. neighbor's got an all pair from South Africa. Oh, is he blasting her? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Me and Brent and Blitz try to blast all of our old pop pairs, and we're going to tell you about N- it. Nini. Oh, oh shit, God. the chugs. Oh, my remember, God. Remember fucking Coco used car bombs over back then? Oh, my God. <laughs> she had huge chugs. Oddly enough, Brian, we didn't fuck any of our nannies, but we tried. Yeah. Every one of them. <laughs> Oddly enough, you tried? Yeah. We. Oh, yeah, we tried. Especially Coco. He was a straight nasty yeah, about it. Yeah, you couldn't help yourself. I mean, Nini was. Oh, I think Blitz might have gotten the one. The, the, the blonde? The blonde. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, Tina, I think. Yeah, she wasn't as hot as Nini, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Nini. I think Nini's had two kids since oh, then. Man, you just ruined my whole fire. I know. So, anyway, we're getting back. <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 we're off the beaten path here, and that is we were originally talking about you know, the Supreme Court and how religious they are. Super religious. But here's yeah. the deal. I don't even think that you can get elected on the Supreme Court you know, through the nomination process, if you don't come up Johnny Religion, because that's what everybody wants. So, and like, what, and, th- until we get these congressmen and these senators that are approved, who the fucks the Senate, the Supreme Court? Yep. And you put all this credence into fucking, uh, you know, I'm a Catholic. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 never going to change. Meanwhile, I mean, how many people in the Supreme Court really, really practice their religion? You know, the way the way you're supp- like most people. I would say Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito are definitely hardcore and oh, go to and, church and, every well, week. The, other, the Catholic chick, too. Amy, 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 Co- Coney, Amy Barrett. Coney Barrett, and I think yeah. um, uh, Justice Jackson, the liberal that just got on there, she's a hardcore. She used to be a Catholic, and she, now she's a but, e- evan- e- evangelical Christian. But, I think she goes to church every week too. But, but Brent, going to church every week is one thing. But remember when Shirley Phelps used to be on the air? Oh yes. Yeah, we can't <laughs> even say what 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 organization she runs. God's hates a yeah. certain amount of people. The Westboro Baptist Church, <clears throat> right. let's say it like that. And Brent is very well read on the Bible. Uh, flights football, $10. Sponge, uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, the GDP minus uh, 9%, we're all in recession. We are in a recession. Yeah, all right, the, but hold you on. take the Federal Reserve for that. <clears throat> Brent, so. 
you may know the Bible better than Brian. Brian, are you very religious? No. Okay. So, Brent, you do know the Bible because it was an, your mom and dad it, 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 made you. It was beat into my head. Literally. I made I mean, communion, and then I told my parents. I, I literally Catholic? sat. Yeah. Catholics I, don't study the Bible. That's, well, that's the thing. I sat my parents down. I was like nine years old, and I just told them. I said, Linda, Look, listen, this, listen, Linda. Linda, 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 listen, listen, listen. Honey, 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 Linda. I said, this shit is too weird for me. I said, <laughs> it is it, weird. I was literally nine years old. My, my parents will tell you about it. And I said, this is so weird. I said, the whole idea of trans uh, communicating, you're, you're, you're eating the, the, Body, the body of, Christ of Christ and drinking his blood and the, the chance I said I can't do this like I'm not going to be confirmed in this church I said this isn't for me I, I this is just not me and so they let me Were start they cool? yeah they were cool about it. they let me start staying home uh alone and and, and that's so, when you start jacking off right then well I was nine but yeah not then but um I started like but then my and... my older brother was like well if he's not doing it I'm not doing it and right. then eventually I nobody in my family went to but, church but, anymore but Brent as you are Good very job. well yeah. as you are very well read on the Bible and you think it's all nonsense but really the Shirley Phelps and the West what's it called the West the Westboro Baptist Church right. many times Brent would say to me she actually interprets the Bible as radical as people think that she is. She's really only the the way the Bible is written, the Old Testament and stuff, and like the she, New Testament. And the New Testament, she follows it to a T. Does she? She, she not? does to the letter. And, and, that, if you, and if you follow the Bible to the letter, it's disturbing. It really is. It's it's not fair. It's not what it's not today's what? society. Nothing. Right. And what I and and what I say this all the time is, if the fundamentalists in your religion are the worst part of your religion, then that means the fundamentals of your religion are bad. Yeah. No, for real. That's a good, I mean, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to put it. People are like, oh, those are just the fundamentalists. I go, yeah, well, they're practicing your fundamentals, they're, they're, they're buddy. They're practicing, right. yeah. So if the yeah. fundamentalists are practicing your fundamentals and they're the ones that are fucked up, then how fucked up are your fundamentals? Oh, right. right. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, Shirley, Shirley Phelps, this woman that, you know, is a fucking a lunatic, but she follows the Bible to the T and she is so fringe and so not publicly accepted. And so not cool, like you could never, none of her shit flies in today's society. Nope. But everybody wants to say that they're religion, religious, including our highest court of the land. Yeah, and, and she follows it to a T. And you know what, the, the one time that we got her, of all the times that we had her on, it's the time that she was in studio and she brought her 24-year-old daughter, Rebecca was her name. Uh, yeah, she was pretty cute. And um, Remember you sized up to her job. Yeah, and then I, then I said to Shirley, I was like, um, true or false, it says in the Bible is a commandment from God to be fruitful and multiply. True or false? And she's like, no, no, that's absolutely true. I was like, then how come you're having your daughter here who's a virgin disobey a direct commandment from God? That's what we got her on. Did she, did she, she was, I mean, was she, she locked up. Yeah, and she locked up because she didn't have an answer for that. Because she admitted it was a commandment from God. Yeah, she knew it's she in the Bible. She should have had kids already. She was like, it says be fruitful and multiply, but my daughter's a virgin and I'm keeping her from having sex. So you're telling her to disobey a direct commandment from God. And she, that's what got her. Not any of our other arguments, which is, you know. The Bible's not real. None of that. None of that yeah. worked. No, you can't. You can't what, what, do that. You got to catch them on a technicality. What worked was <laughs> catching them on their own stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the only time we but got. We, had, we totally had her number. Yeah. I mean, we had. We were. It was almost like we were pro wrestling. Oh, totally. Brent would call. Listen, this is how the conversation called. Brent would go. Shirley. Brent. Hey, Brent. Listen, you're uh, protesting a soldier out of Jacksonville uh, tomorrow. Yes, we are, Brent. Listen. How about Bubba gives you, you know, 15, 20 minutes of just straight Shirley time. Uh, we'll be able to report back to the media. We'll get some press out of it. You'll get some press out of it. And at the end of the day, that, that the soldier is able to be laid to rest uh, without your nonsense. 
and we'll give you 15 straight minutes of your nonsense. It's, and she would take the deal every time, wouldn't she? Every would. single and time. And we would get pressed for it. We saved the day. And she'd just get on there and spew her nonsense. But it was, but Brent, you guys were like almost like the Coyote and the Roadrunner where you guys were working together, <laughs> were you not? It was. it was. We were working pro wrestling style. She'd even call sure. Brent up. It's like, Brent? Yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a soldier that died in uh, you know in Brandon. We're supposed to be down there in two weeks. What are you going to do about it? We're going to be like, well, what day you want to be on, Shirley? You know, the only one she didn't take is when we had three St. Petersburg police officers that were murdered yes. m- murdered in the line of duty, not killed in the line of duty. They were murdered, and um, by Hydra Lacey. Well, two well two two, two by Hydra Lacey. Remember, the other was a 15 year old kid. The the yeah. cop had forgot his um his vest. Right. And that and the fifteen year old kid was robbing houses and he shot the cop had found him in the neighborhood and he shot that cop, but the right. cop had his vest in his trunk. And it all happened like within the seven well, day so, period. Yeah, in the same week. And they had a funeral for all three police officers and we had a big bikes bikes for badges deal to um raise money for the families. And they went out there to protest this funeral, like and we didn't have to say anything. I I, I Oh, I remember. I remember Pat, they, they, McGovern, Pat McGovern. The boys had some good news for her. Yeah, and there was like <coughs> citizens out there wanting to oh, fight it was them. That, yeah. it was that where I got married. Remember? Yeah, it was that. It was that. That it church. was that church where yep. I got married. Yes. and they tried to show up and get cute. Yeah, and, and uh, Bill. I think Bill Foster might have been the mayor. He you was, got married and, in a church, and, Bubba. Yeah, I did. Uh, he did. That's a very rib. beautiful church. <laughs> and, and I had to pay Brent. I had to give Brent like some weed to go there because he goes, "I will not. I will not go into that place of worship, Bubba. I will be that's totally a house of ill repute." I go, Hallie, how about I give you like you know some weed? Okay, I'll be there. But I'm not doing it like because I want to. I'm doing it because you're my friend. <laughs> Much like when my mom used to make me have to go to church. I don't believe any of this bullshit, but you're my friend. <laughs> but yeah, the funeral was at that church. It was huge. There was every St. Petersburg police and, officer. Was oh there. Yeah, yeah, and they was, tried to get. They tried this. They West, tried that stuff. Oh yeah, they got you know. Like, it, Ooh. I mean, you know, that's why she never tried to do shit with Grady Judd, because that would last about a second with Grady Judd. <laughs> and then she called us that next week after that, calling us a bunch of brutes for the way that they got brutalized. Yeah, she's like, I'm there. telling you right now, man. You're a bunch of brutes. A bunch of brutes, and we've never been handled so disrespectfully, and then they put their hands on us and everything. <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> Lucky didn't get curbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're in a place that uh, I don't think you understand where you are. Lady. All right, so let's bring up guns. I and, love and, and Brent told me, you know, we got some topics to bring up. And Brent said, just throw me, just throw it to me and Brian on guns. So, again, welcome to I'm right, you're left, and we're all screwed. It's a kind of a hybrid political uh, think tank amongst all three of us. All three, we've all been friends for numerous years. Decades. We, we are, Brian, you're probably the most liberal I'm probably the most right, and Brent, you're probably the most middle. Yeah. I mean, I would say that that's probably our makeup, so to speak. I'm the most uneducated. Brent's really well-read, and Brian's a lawyer. So there you <laughs> go. And so Brent told me to throw in guns. So, Hallie, I'm going to let you pontificate on guns. And then, Brian, you come in here with your with your craziness as well. And I just want to let you know, I love guns. I love guns. I fucking with absolutely uh, There's five things that I like. Me and Blitz agree. With this. Did you hear it today, Brian? The five on, things on, that you like? On the five things that I believe in politically? Um, no, I didn't hit, guns, hear that part. Uh-huh. Check, I'm with you. Abortions. I'm, I'm pro-abortion. Weed. Pro-weed. The wall. The wall. Mm, not, I'm and not for the wall. And Blitz, are you over there? What was the, what was the fifth one? I'm not for the wall. Um, but to be part of my to be part of my political affiliation, Brent, you only have to have four or five. I'm, I'm with you on the first three. So it's guns. Check. Weed. Check. Abortion. Check. The wall, and one other one. There was one. Oh, the death penalty. Check. 
So that's four what, out of five, I'm with you. So and if, and we qualify because Anna was four out of five, it's, and Lummy was four out of five, and me and Blitz are five for five, and and and. Brent, you're four for five. I'm four out of five. In order to be a climatarian, it's, it's called it's a climat- interesting clim- that you support the death penalty. That you give the, the the government that you have that much faith in the government. I would to, like to put. Hold on. Uh, I would like to, to properly put, take away somebody else's like life. To, that's, I, that's interesting. To me. I would like to. I know it's not a libertarian disc- position. Either, not at all. I would like. I to, mean, that's like the antithesis <clears throat> of libertarianism. I would like to put a, <laughs> a an, as- an asterisk, if you will, on my death penalty stance. What's your asterisk? My asterisk is if there are instances of a person that absolutely 100% did it, you have DNA, you have like if there's no fucking absolute no wiggle room for an appeal. There's no Harry. There, what was that guy from Dallas? Um, uh, Henry Wade. Henry Wade. That's yeah. which is what Roe v. Wade's about. Yep. Henry Wade. <clears throat> Henry Wade would go arrest a black guy that was, you know, eight, eight Eight miles from a scene that had nothing to do with it, that was having dinner with his wife and had 15 alibis, but they would put him on, you know, fucking in jail for the rest of his life because he was African-American yep. uh, and uh, a white person in somewhere, back in 69 in Dallas got it, killed. And somewhere in the two-mile radius of But there happens. are instances yeah. where people that are sentenced to death that there is absolutely... They did it. Okay. Timothy McVeigh. <clears throat> Timothy McVeigh. I'm all for him being killed. Fucking yeah. Now, if there's any wiggle room and there's and uh, of a possible appeal or possible different scenario where it didn't happen, or there's no DNA, there's something circumstantial, then I'm not for taking that person's life. Agreed. And that's why in Florida, the, the penalty phase. They just changed the, it. The, did they change it? They just changed the it. The jury is supposed to decide the, whether you get the death penalty and, or but not. But hold on. They just changed it, and Adam Rattlesnake Davis's. Uh, death sentence has been reversed, C- commuted. Be- be- commuted to life because in Florida, boy, Brian, you're going to be so fucking impressed with me on this. I already am. Because in Florida, it used to be where it didn't have to be uh, an anan- a un- unanimous un- jury. It, it, it could be, yeah. it could be, you know, uh, five to four or, you know, 10 to two, whatever the fucking makeup was. As long as the majority of the, of the jurors, as long as it was a majority, it was a majority deal. then it was, yeah. then it was death. Now it is. It has to be unanimous. So it's unanimous guilt, and then unanimous in the penalty phase for the death penalty. Right. So I'm. I am absolutely. And it for never that. used to be that way. I'm absolutely for that. And I'm ab- like, think about the some of the people we've executed in Florida. Ted Bundy. Does anybody think that he should not nope. have been executed? Gone. Like he, this guy was in jail. He was a superstar. He was doing interviews. He got a woman pregnant. All this stuff. Ted Bundy absolutely deserved to be so, killed. So, Brian, you you don't agree when there's like zero wiggle room for any type of appeal. You got the guy on DNA. You got the guy admitted it. You got the guy like the guy's just you got him or you know, the girl. I I would give the um the the person who's on trial, but you know, or, or being going through the process, I would give them the option that they could. If if the death penalty is in play, the victim didn't have the option. Hold on, hear me out. They can give up all of their appeals and save us the time, money, and expense, and go live a life in complete and total isolation in in a, in a government-run prison, not a private-run prison or anything like that. Or they can roll the dice and see if they went on appeal, but they're taking the chance. And I think that that you know gives them the option then to avoid it. Right? You're you're not. It's not the government necessarily. You have the option not to go through down that road. But the problem I have with it isn't so much. Okay, one, it has no deterrent effect. Like nobody who's committing a a, a heinous act goes, I may die for this. No, I agree. I I agree with that. My thing is there has to be some retribution. Mine is 
purely revenge and retribution for somebody that's a murderer. That's why I'm for it. Me too. Whatever I don't Brent think it, I don't think it has any deterrent at all. There's that's statistically proven. Yeah. It has no deterrent. But that's not why I'm for it. I'm for it for retribution purposes. I, I just don't like that we've gotten it wrong. We know that we've gotten it wrong in the past, and you know, I would rather there be. 50 people who deserve to die rotting in a prison somewhere rather than being dead immediately. Kevin, one, uh, Kevin Curry, one uh, 23. Uh, sorry, this overrides no, you. That's okay. Uh, on the Venmo, which is uh, at the Bubba Army, Kevin Curry, 23. Brent, Brent Hatley rules. <laughs> then, then one $23. innocent person ever die. I mean, that's, well, to me, that's, that's, that. I mean, that's, that's, that bar, that ship has already sailed. Oh, so we the know, people that we we've know killed. we're going to get it right every single time yes. moving forward. Moving there's forward, never, there's never a chance the to get it wrong. Bullshit. We have the technology moving forward to never get it wrong. I'll give you another name. Dylan Roof, the guy that went into the uh, church in South Carolina and shot nine black people. We know he did it. We know he did it. We know he did it. What? What is the what is the case for not killing that guy? I mean, I guess the the argument would be is was he insane? Was Don't he care. no sh- was, was well, he no, no shit he's in shit. Look, I'm saying the argument. I'm not saying that Dylan Roof should be living among amongst us, right? I, but I, don't I also think don't Dylan think Roof we should, should waste so much time and resources. These people should be put to a work camp somewhere so they can escape and kill more people. Not so they can escape. What about the Parkland also, shooter? That, what about escape. the park? What about the park? Hold on. What about the Parkland shooter? Death. Death. That's what I'm I mean, uh, look, no, I think Brian, it, I, if you reserve it for certain people in certain instances, it should be so extremely rare. It shouldn't be something that's available to for. All right, but hold on. So you're saying you kind of like agree on it? Then. But I, I, I don't see a ton of value in it. Well, crime of passion is usually charged at se- just, second oh, degree. Second or low, degree. Or you just, you're you generally just, not going to. But you just said Parkland death. I think when you have a multi, a, a, somebody, so who, some somebody who is devo- so devoid of caring for human life that they have no chance whatsoever, like Bundy, of, not even rehabilitation, like they, Ted they, Bundy, they, like the guy in South Carolina who killed the nine African American people, you, you, like you're, the motherfucking you're come Parkland. up with like twenty or thirty people. Okay, then, that but then you know what? Deserve then, it. Okay. Joe Carsonayev, who is the Boston bomber, he deserves the death penalty. Uh, Sheikh Rahman, who still who bombed the uh, the. The World Trade Center in 1993. So He's Brian, sitting in federal prison. He deserves hold it. Hold on, Brian. Khalid uh, Sheikh Mohammed, the guy behind 9-11, is still breathing air on this earth. How the how? But, Brian, hold on. <laughs> if I'm the mediator here, I think under there, I, I, I think that uh, you did kind of say that there are a handful of situations where you would agree that potentially we could use a death penalty. So you're not a one. I'm like, torn. I'm torn like on. Anna, I'm Anna not is one hundred percent. Anna is one hundred percent. No death penalty. No, I'm not like black Brent, and the, white. The guy it. that killed the black people, he gets he gets life in prison. Sheikh Fred Muhammad. Yeah, gets, yeah. Like, Khalid Sheikh Muhammad, the mastermind of 9/11. Three thousand Americans dead on that day. Never mind the ripple effect that it had. That guy is still breathing air on this. Why earth. is that, Brian? Why is that? He hasn't even been tried yet. We've just we're just holding him in Guantanamo. Why? He should have already gone to federal trial. Already been given know. the death penalty. At, 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 at Twenty years ago, at the time, he was probably more, worth more to us alive than dead. But now, I can't see him having much worth to us. I don't know why. But you he's, did hasn't say. Been. You did say. No, there are. No, look, I'm not. I'm not taking this position. I just think in, in it. It is so exceptional. It needs to be. Um, Beyond just, you know, you killed a person. 
You know, it has to be these types of mass killings, serial killers, absolute yeah. depravity. Yes, like with one hundred percent evidence and total depravity <clears throat> with one hundred percent evidence. That's, uh, is we're so we, let's see, we all kind of agree on that, Brian. I mean, I'm like, listen, man, if there's any wiggle room for any type of appeal, and there's not DNA, and there's a fucking who done it, no. Appeal that motherfucker, and if you still find him guilty, that person li- li- stays life, li- life, life without rip. parole. Life. Rupert Lips, uh, nineteen ninety nine, and a bitch ain't one. But when you get stuff like the South Carolina shooter and the guy from nine one nine eleven and the Parkland guy, even a guy like you, one of the most liberal, you know, you you even do you said yeah in some in, in some very very Timothy McVeigh in some very very few instances, even a guy like you would agree. Perhaps we should kill somebody. Then, uh, yeah, Adam Lanza, the Sandy Hook killer, this guy that just shot up the school in Uvalde, Texas. Like they, they're killing children. These people yeah. deserve. I think maybe death. we could even subsect it into school shootings. Uh, well, I, I mean, they, I think school for the shooters most part, death. You're gonna, yeah, those those guys are gonna be included in the mass. See, I think in the in the groups that would be see, eligible for it. What I'm saying is though, but you can even get like even some very liberal people that say in those instances, yeah, I'm I'm for it. Yeah, 100%, because those people are never going to contribute anything to society, and they need to be paid back. And they need to be paid back for what they did. So on my, on Clemianism, on the five points, Hatley, you're into four? I'm, I'm, I'm four out How of five. How about you, Brian? Abortion, guns, weed, wall, death penalty. Um, not huge on the wall. Um, weed, I, could, I think all drugs should be legal. All right, okay. so um, one, out of, one out of five. Okay, uh, up, death up. penalty, you know, again, it's not just black and white with me, though. It's, it's, can, I give you a point, can I give you a point five on that? Can I give you a point five on that? A point five on what? On, De- death penalty. No, like Hatley's four out of five. Blitz is five for five. I'm five for five. Honest four for five. Lummy's four for five. Yeah, I'd say three. I'm uh, guns with with uh, some level of restriction. I, I'm not for taking. You know, I I think individual gun ownership right, is okay. I'm gonna put your score down here. Abortion. A hundred percent. You, you, okay, so you're uh, that's a full point. Now I will say this: Hold on, I'm, I don't I'm doing think the scores. I don't think there should be voluntary abortions at 24 weeks. Listen like, to and me, I'm not that I, anybody's doing that, but I think there. Are, I don't. I don't think it. But see, that's the thing. There's nuance, right? It's not. I it's not a free it. for all. We're just scoring your fucking to see how where you score in the Clemianism fucking deal, okay? And you're, I'm going to give you a point five on guns, not a full point on guns. Yeah. Uh, three. I'm going to give you a, a, a weed. I'm giving you a full point. Full point. The wall. What am I giving you? Zero. Zero on the wall? Not on the wall, but I, I believe that you have to have... Hatley got zero on idea, the wall. A, a quarter of a point you can give me on that? Not not a wall. Not a wall. Uh, but, Big E, uh, but 73, having, having 20 on the stars. some level of borders All right, I'm going to give you a point two five on essential that. to a country. Hatley, you're zero on I'm zero on, wall, on that. You would end that problem. I, the, one solution ends that problem. The war, end the war on drugs. You end, yeah. you well, end that whole that, problem. That, right. And that is... That's and in, then the death penalty. Tied. Can I give you a point two five or a point five on that? A, you give me a point two five on that. All right. So where you got... Let me see. That's one... Two, three. You're a three point five. I was like, you're at a seven, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, four is a qualifier. You're at a three five. You're almost clemunist. I'm almost. I'm almost a clemunist. And you know, and you know what you're you're going by when you go. You got to be you know four out of five. Ronald Reagan is you know he won forty nine states in nineteen eighty four. What he, state did he not win? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, that's where that, that's where Mondale, Mondale was, was from, from. Oh, and he okay. still got close. Yeah, okay. it was like it, it, it was like five points. Yeah, like that's where was, his opponent was from. Yeah, he was he was he won forty nine states, and the reason he won forty nine states was he used to say if we agree eighty percent, we agree, and he figured out a way that he could agree with almost everybody in America on something and the tone that he used. 
he was able, I, I don't think we'll ever see another politician that's, take his policies aside, you may or may not agree with his policies, but I don't think you'll ever see another politician as good at bringing people together as Ronald well, Reagan Well, he was a great communicator, he was an actor, and he had a bunch of great people that I'll worked say for him. I'll close he was very, second was Clinton. Clinton was pretty divisive. Clinton, yeah, is, but, but I mean, man, hold on. he got some bipartisan stuff he, he, done. But hold on, he won in 1992. He won 43 percent of the vote. Right, there was a major third party uh, candidate. Roger, Pro, I mean Ross Perot. There was a major oh, third wait. party read candidate. My, oh, read my lips. Oh wait, come on there, Brian. Party with you, Brent. Brent, Brent, who oh, would you wait. rather Roger, party Roger with? Carper, uh, 25 on the Venmo at the Babari. Oh, Ron, oh well, Ronald, Ronald, I'd rather party with Ronald Reagan because you know those Hollywood parties he was going to. No, he was I'd rather an party with Bill Clinton. Oh wait, come on. I'll talk to John oh, Morgan. You're going personally. to Epstein Island with him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. No, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just IDing the bitches. Have you been? If you were on Epstein Island and you only messed around with girls that were of age legal you would have no problems would well, you some of those girls weren't there completely willfully uh, yeah oh. that's the other problem. So, yeah, yeah, so all right so if you sit down you have okay. some consent issues you've got to consent. all right brian you play you play <laughs> Ronda. i want you to play 19 year old Rhonda, okay huh, and you're at my hut you know welcome at, to culver's can i take your order no <laughs> <laughs> okay got him so, um, i'm in my bedroom over there at epstein island and uh you know jeff sends you down uh, down to my room okay Oh, so, okay, I'm a 19-year-old girl coming down to you. Yeah, well, Blit, I mean, uh, Brett, I'm thinking that that's kind of how, I mean, I think Epstein dispatched him out to the boys. He absolutely was doing All right, that. So you've been sent down to my hut, my little cab, my cabana. Oh, hi, Rhonda. How you doing? Hi. Um. So, first of all, are, are you over 18? Barely, and okay. I don't want to be here. Oh, I'm a little scared. Oh, shit. Okay. But you're... Oh, God damn, look at those tennis. Um, um Okay, well, you know, I don't want to do anything that you don't want to do, you know. So if you don't, if you just want to hang out, you know, we have some good weed here. And I think weed's legal here on Epstein Island. So you want to get high and pass out so, sure. I don't do, so I don't do bad things? Sure. And Hallie, I think if you got high with Rhonda and passed out, I don't think you'd be in trouble. I don't think you would be. Um, if you, you know, could like Mr. Clem, where you I mean, like, no, but if Rhonda said, "Well, I will tell you, you know, the, a bunch of guys fucked me and stuff," but <laughs> but Mr. Clem, you know, he asked how old I was, and I told him I was scared, and so he gave me weed, and we passed out, and Mr. Clem didn't do anything uh, except he snored quite heavily. Everybody else except for Bubba the Love Sponge would be okay on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they they would go. They would go. Okay, we're charging you with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. No, yeah. they could ca- charge you with capital. In this case, you said your office deemed it a crime. But in fact, a jury determined that it wasn't a crime, correct? Well, he can't even admit this. We, we can get very philosophical if Absolutely. you choose to. The, the jury verdict says not guilty. Yes, sir. It doesn't say innocent. You know, I watch all those court shows and all that shit, and I don't think I've seen it one time yet where it says, you know what? When you're when they're when they're arresting you and cops they put on the screen, you know I don't think they say you're guilty until we're proven innocent. No, they, they do not say that. I don't think I've ever seen that in my entire life. <laughs> they, they These suspects are guilty until they so, can prove themselves innocent. So, Mr. Ober, your office failed in its job and its duty to convict Mr. Clem of a crime that you accused him of committing. Correct. <laughs> That, oh, oh that's yeah. the question. Mm-hmm. That's the question, yeah, right? Craig Herring wasn't a pussy. That's what he should have well, said. Well, it's he I got called it. him a pussy. Yeah, but he 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 uh he got him in a position, a compromised position that showed that he wasn't even willing to admit something that was pretty easy to admit. It showed he he showed the bias. He didn't need to go any further. And a juror saw that. The jurors saw that. So you think that was brilliant? I'm saying it was enough. It, it was. It didn't. It wasn't going to be. I know it mattered. You, it mattered a lot more have, to you than it would have to the jurors. Could you have showed restraint? 
Probably not. <laughs> meaning, <laughs> meaning that with the follow-up question that you just said, would you have been able to bite your tongue and said, you know what, what he, what he just said is enough? Or would you have said what you said? Your office failed. What did you just say? So did- your, your office failed in choosing to and trying to convict Mr. Clem of this crime, then, correct? There's no other answer than correct. I mean, you would say, "Well, we can get all philosophical here. The jury verdict didn't come back in the state's favor, but it didn't say innocent." <laughs> what a dick! I mean, right? He could have said yeah, that he could. too. He could keep going down that road, and that's like, fine. You know, you know, we didn't quite get the ruling that we wanted from Mr. Clem. It is true that we tried to offer Hatley a fishing with no license twenty-five minutes before the verdict. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, fishing yeah. with no pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fishing with. So listen, honest to God, Kevin comes up to because oh Kevin wasn't my attorney. Yep. Norm Canella was, but I think this was kind of broadly presented to Kevin because Kevin was the one over at Daryl Dirks's desk, and our Norm Canella was with me, and the other guy was with Brent. Who was the other attorney who was actually pretty slinging dick? So uh, it was a uh, uh, TJ. Um... <laughs> I forget his last. Dave Weisbrod was the one other attorney, the the shorter bald guy. Yeah, that's Dave Weisbrod, and T.J. Fitzgerald was yeah. the other attorney. So I think they were over by us, and Kevin just happened to be by Dirks because I think Kevin was talking some shit to him. I really do. Oh, Kevin was. He was <laughs> and, talking shit to him the whole time. And I think Dirks literally, uh, Brian. Rumor has it, and Kevin tells me that Dirks <clears throat> um, came to Kevin and said, "Hey." Um, it, will you guys, would you, would your, would your, would, and he was specifically talking about Brent because yep. that was Kevin's client. Would your client accept a fishing with no license misdemeanor? $50 fine. And, 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 and Kevin, Kevin goes, um, no. Yeah, not a chance. Because I don't even need to talk to my client about that. Because hey, no. Ke- Kevin was about to, you know, his, give his, you know, once he gives his closing, you can't do deals anymore. And, and Kevin's about to give his closing, and he had a closing prepared like I've never seen in my life. Like that, Kevin, Kevin... I wish we could find it. Uh, the, well, I can find it. Kevin. Kevin's um, closing. Kevin, Yeah, I can find it. I like to find Kevin's closing, and I like to find Jay's closing on the MJ. Th- those are our two ca- <clears throat> Those two cases are two of the best closings I've ever seen, ever, TV or in the real courtroom, ever. And they fucked you on the MJ deal. They didn't let you be in there, remember? No, but you, you know were where, so mad. But you know where I fucked them is on my testimony. John Ellis uh, regretted calling me to the stand. I can promise you that because the, my boy was the Bay News 9 cameraman right behind Phil Campbell's desk. And John Ellis turns to Phil Campbell and says, I got to get this guy off the stand. And those idiots called me to the stand. So J.D. Yako got to cross-examine me. Yeah. So our lawyers got the last word and, with and me. And they get to lead you. So, ta- so tactically, Brian, that's horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's bad lawyering. Because it's, Jay, it's, wanted, Jay wanted uh, Brennan in there. I was going to testify, but they, but Phil Campbell, they, their side calls me. So Jay gets to do the cross. John, it, John Ellis is a very good HOA attorney. And if you are an HOA and you have a problem with a resident in your HOA, John Ellis is your guy. If you are trying to sue somebody for (laughs) for slander and defamation, then maybe you go to a different expert. I mean, I don't go to a proctologist if my heart hurts. Proctologists are smart, great doctors. I'm not saying any. I'm not impugning him as an attorney. I'm just saying this was not their wheelhouse. Well, but and I'm not sticking up for MJ one bit. Oh, here we go. I want to hear this. <clears throat> you want to hear this? Yeah. I'm not sticking up for MJ one bit. But you guys remember, uh, that, I was I, mean? I was his star witness when he sued Phil 
for mal for you know malpractice or or fucking whatever the shit. Yeah, and <laughs> and and Phil sh- to- should have told Todd Schnitt that the largest verdict in the state of Florida for something like this prior was sixty three thousand dollars, and that this is a very very tough case to prove. And there's not a lot of money on this case. Yeah, and I mean, Brian, am I not right? Yeah. No, I mean, even if you win, what are you going to get? What right. are your damages going to be? And 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 Schnitt's bill with with Campbell was like 1.8 million. Yeah, million. And they recovered most of it. No, no, hold on. How much? Did that it? was the that was the lawsuit that I had to testify right. for Schnitt on, Our- and they won it all. Schnitt had to write. I mean, uh, Phil Campbell won that. Yeah, that's what that's what I read in the paper that Shoemaker, Loop, and Kendrick. And won then that. he had to pay uh, Will Flo- uh, Will Florin for representing him against that deal. <laughs> so he, he he had to pay Phil one point eight, <laughs> and he had to write Will Florin like six hundred in order to be able to try to get out of the one point eight. <laughs> that's a triple fuck job, ain't it? <laughs> and he brought it and, all on himself like and, an idiot. And you want to hear this, guys? You want to hear, you want to hear this? Well, what do you mean? Next March, uh, next March of 2023, my 10-year no-talk period's over. <laughs> oh. You, you remember that? Oh, that's right. It was 10 years. And it seemed like such a long time oh, yeah. when we cut that deal. <laughs> yeah. It was, Brian, it was 10 years that I couldn't call his wife a certain thing. <laughs> and after 10 years i can't now i don't find it necessary i'm not in the same space that i was back then hey, because yeah, if i was bother. the old bubba on march 24th 2023 <laughs> i'd be like uh such and such his wife is a whore <laughs> oh i would my, oh my i'd have God. it for every positioning statement and everything just for those scoring at home such and such his wife is a whore yeah that was uh oh that was that was nuts that 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 trial was insane. Well, but, that that and we didn't really get a r- relish in our victory because of the bullshit. Yeah, at all. And, and that was a witch hunt in itself. Brian, you were part of that. Well, I think we're getting a little off. Path yeah, we're getting here. off the path. But it, so, talking about, talk, I wanted to talk about guns. Really, let's quick. talk about guns here. And Brian, here, you like guns? I love guns. I don't. I got a gun close them. to me right now. No, I love. Them. I don't love them. Um, <clears throat> I think sometimes you need them, but I'm not a lover of guns. No. I don't love any physical object, really. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, a TVs are cool. She's not a physical object; oh, she's I'm a so human sorry. being. But I came uh, from the end Neanderthal part. Remember, you're the yeah. Homo sapien. Yeah. Uh, 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 everybody has a. First of all, whether the government recognizes it or not, you have a personal right to self protection, and that's the number one purpose of of guns. The Second Amendment protects your right. To uh, keep and bear arms now, as part of a well-regulated. Militia. No, no, no. That's two parts. There's a Just comma like that, in there. there. No, there's a comma in so there. You take, so out, two... you take out that clause and you put it together, and it's still as part. It, it's it, not. It's, it's the, the individual rights as part. I'm just saying we can get philosophical. We can. Let's get fucking mad. But let's get it. Let's get. Well, the courts have ruled that that well, is I, a, that's I, two parts. I know what the courts have ruled, but I'm saying this court, if they're mm-hmm. being intellectually honest and consistent. That they're saying we're taking the Constitution by its strictest reading possible, right? Yeah. Then in its strictest reading possible, you can own a gun if you're a part of a well-regulated militia. That's, but that's not what it means. Just like there's four parts to the First Amendment, there's two parts to the Second Amendment. And the first part is the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. End of story. They, they, they do the state, same thing with the, with the First Amendment. They try to make all these weird loopholes to it. When it starts off, Congress shall make no law. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It didn't say unless this, 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 and this happens. It is for your own personal right to protect yourself. Now, 
when you talk about these mass shootings, everybody goes right to blaming guns. But here is something they never talk about because Pfizer owns everybody and everything is all these psychotropic drugs that they have been giving children, especially teenage boys. They have now done a study. They got them all hopped up on all this shit. All these psychotropic chemicals. As little Johnny can't pay attention in school, then they fucking got them hopped up on Yippee-O, don't they? Yep. And guess what? There is no scientific evidence evidence now whatsoever that it helps with their depression, anxiety, and all the shit that they they, uh, I'm on drugs and I got all that. Yeah, but I'm talking about teenage boys. And it does not help them. This This is just pharmaceutical companies feeding children with drugs, and they admit that there's side effects. And when you watch the commercials, the side effects say, you know, uh, suicidal thoughts thoughts. and and shoot your school up and all that bullshit. Don't you think that homicidal thoughts would also go along with suicidal thoughts? Of course, that's a side effect. And, of course, it doesn't affect the mass uh, majority of kids like that. But do you know that there's a percentage that it's going to affect? It's not the guns. It is these feeding teenage boys whose brains are developing psychotropic drugs. And there's nothing that's going to be done about it because the FDA is a revolving door between drug companies and the FDA, the drug companies and the FDA. And they approve all these psychotropic drugs for children because giving it to adults isn't enough. They've got to expand their profit margin. Just like they're trying to do with the vaccine. Right. They've got to expand their profit margin and and, and give this stuff to children, which, which some of them with some environmental factors that go along with it so and loneliness cause these these teenage males look at all these shooters they're almost all 17 to 22 year old males whose brains are developing and they're almost all on psychotropic drugs it's a multifaceted problem where guns come into play is the the ability to inflict massive fatal damage without much accuracy and that is the problem with these higher powered rifles cavitation is a real thing ask any first responder who's responded to one of these mass shootings and they will tell you that but for the type of gun and the force of the gun being used they may have had a chance to save many of the lives that are lost because the shooters aren't exact these are not trained snipers I'm just telling these you right are guys now, Brian, going a guy, in there a guy, could go bullets. In, a guy could go in with a 14 round or 15 round, nine millimeter, two or three of them and create just as much havoc. No, they could not. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, it would not be. And here's why. Because of cavitation, okay? The the impact and the exit wound uh, caused by these higher powered rifles. And and that's what it comes down to. A 45 would do, if you had two 45s with nine round magazines, and and then two two extra magazines. Two extra magazines. You could do as much, if not worse, damage because you get hit with a forty-five round at close range. Because now we're at close <laughs> range. These kids these are not aren't, using bringing forty-five. We're not, we're not with shooting them. across but the football field. They're not we're bringing forty-five. But what I'm saying is, you could. What I'm saying they're is, they're easier to conceal. They're easier to conceal. Exactly. And what I'm saying is, you could you could ban what people are calling quote unquote assault assault weapons or you know AR-15s that shoot two two three rounds. You could ban those. But what they're going to do is they're going to get forty-fives and go in there with two forty-fives with magazines in their cargo pants. It's easier to conceal, and at close range, in a classroom, you don't need a weapon that can hit 500 yards. You need a weapon that's at 50. That'll cover the whole classroom. Hold on, Brian. Anytime a 45 round hits somebody at that range, you're done. Okay. Cavitation but Brian, aside. But Brian, I think, I think fundamentally, if I can say something, I think that we need to fix this problem. I think the what type of firearm they use inside the classroom is the last problem. We need to fix it. The problem before they get no, into I, fucking classroom. I, I agree. There, it is a holistic issue. You when you have a a problem that is not just it, it's nuanced. It isn't 
It isn't just one solution to this issue. Even the pharmaceutical side of it is is multifaceted. And, and, and the issue with these kids and, and how they're being um, monitored or not monitored, there are they're, how they're slipping through the cracks. They're you not know, being treated every, for trauma. Every Wait. single one of these kids has something in common. Everybody knew they were a fucking problem. Every, Everybody you know around them knew that they were a ticking time bomb waiting to explode and nothing was done to prevent them from doing what because they did. Because there's no access to mental health care. Because That's part of the problem. Because almost no insurance company covers right. mental health care. That's no, where we've dropped the ball. We have dropped in, the ball. Mental health care in this country has have... been replaced by the prison industrial complex. Correct. And that's the problem. Our pri- uh, and so when I'm saying this is multifaceted, you got to get to the prisons. you got to get to the mental health side, the pharmaceutical side. And yes, when is a good chance to take out a shooter? When he's reloading, right? So if you have to reload more often, there is more opportunity for you to be taken out and do less damage. That's all I'm saying. If the Las Vegas sniper didn't have a high-powered rifle, he ain't killing all those people with a 45. In that instance, you're right in that instance you're right but i'm just but saying I'm we've just, got the problem isn't and it's psychological listen, you know in this country you said, when you say that something is completely off limits from solving the problem then you're taking you're taking in one you're creating the culture of uh, the, the culture for murder in this country is greater than it is well, yeah. in most other I mean, countries but, well, that, but, but again that's, that's also that's video games and shit like that but it's not just fair guns it's not just gun well that's not why because they're sacrosanct it's the love affair of violence it's the love affair of violence exactly we are fed in this country versus when you look at this country versus Europe and talking about the way things are reported and yes, reported and told to us. We are told over and over that sex is a bad thing and violence is a good thing. Right. Violence, violence. Your children are allowed to watch violence all day long. But as soon as they see, see anything sexual, everybody flips out. It is the opposite in Europe, the way they raise their children. They raise their children that sex is not a big deal. It's a natural part of life. And violence is a bad thing. Well, we know wherever you have sexual so, puritism, puritanism, you have higher levels of violence, especially it, violence it, towards women. And, yes, and sexual yeah. repression leads directly to violence. And now, we have a, a sexually repressed open society here. Now, it, Brian, I, yeah, it's I a, feel... It's a, it's a powder keg. I feel like guns almost as adamant as you feel about the death penalty. When you opened up and said, do you want to give the government when you give them that much power... Well, I do the same with guns and the fact that with the Second Amendment doesn't specifically say that you it's you know, it's I should have the right to bear arms. And when you shall give the, not when, be infringed, when you give the government the right to pick and choose what type of uh, arms I can bear within reason. Okay, I mean, I can't well, have, well, I hold on, but, but hold on, have, hold on, hold on, hold on, shall hold not on. be infringed. Should you be able to have a nuke? Well, not, uh, you didn't, you didn't hold let me, you on, didn't it's, let an, me, it's didn't, an armament. It's you didn't an armament. let me finish. It's, I, I don't I see anything there, in what, that, in what Brent are, quoted. From there, the, so there are there limits. There are okay. limits when it comes to weapons that are used in military you know, type deal. We can't have, listen, not every guy can have a fucking uh, Blackhawk. It's, <laughs> it's not what the Constitution says. It's not what the con. If you're going to be a constitutionalist on this issue yes. and say that the Second Amendment can't be touched, then every American has a right to own a nuclear weapon. No, they, no, they, no, they don't because they should not be able to own the plutonium. 
Okay, there so every go. American should there be able go. to have a rocket, a, a, a rocket propelled grenade launcher. If, yeah. Every American I, I, should, I, yeah. well, should be able to yes. own a tank. I think yeah. I, I, a friend of mine, he's passed, yeah. away, he's passed away now, but he had an M203, which is the grenade launching attachment to an AR-15. <laughs> M16. You should absolutely be allowed to But there is nothing in the Second Amendment that says that, well, if it's a highly volatile substance, then you can't own it. I'm just saying, it's an absurd position, and I get that. There's a regulation on plutonium. Blitz has... If that commits with the conflicts with the Second Amendment, then it's trumped. Blitz, there are regulations in store. That Blitz has some guns that the average guy can't own, and it's properly tat. You got you got you got proper paperwork, and he has to meet with people and show this kind of shit. So, but I, I don't think you should have to do that. That's my I point. Is Brent's position is there should be that. no regulation None. on guns whatsoever. I don't. Need, I I agree. No background checks. I agree. Sorry. And if a None. guy if a guy wants to have a fucking grenade launcher and he can get one, so yep. a guy who's been who, so a guy who's been uh, you know convicted of domestic violence five times should be able to go out and get a gun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if he's been convicted of domestic violence five times, why is he walking the street at this point? Right. That goes back to that how fucking soft that, we are on criminals. Because, well, no, let's say he's served, you know, he's served his time. That goes back to Lori Lightfoot but, days. But, but, let's say, let's say he's, let's, oh, hold on, hold on. Let's say he hasn't been convicted. Let's say his wife has gotten two restraining orders against him. Okay, and he's awaiting trial. He can go out and get a gun. Now, if he's out on bail, that may be a condition against his bail. But I'm, my, my point being is you don't think there should be any regulation whatsoever on any individual's right or access to a gun. Yeah, I, I think that your right to protect yourself is an absolute right, whether the government recognizes it or not. Should a 13-year-old boy be able to go out and purchase a gun? No, I, well, I think that there's things for adults and things for children. Well, the, I mean, the, that's the like saying, that, well, hold on, that's like saying, you know, a, a, a 14-year-old kid should be able to go out and, ri- and drive. He can't, and there's, there, I mean, within there's, our there's society. No, there's no constitutional right to driving. And we've that, that that's been established in yeah, case law, and and I don't even think you should have to have a driver's license. What do you think about that? Well, I think you should. But anyway, <laughs> that's that French. But the same, the same. I mean, you but, know, but the you same, know what, Brian? And really, if you think about it, yeah, twelve-year-old boy should be able to own a gun. No, not own. Go out and purchase one himself. No. No, I think, it, it, you know, just like you have to be 18 to purchase alcohol or 21 to purchase alcohol and 18 to do everything. Well, now you're putting limitations <laughs> but, but, on but, gun But if a dad would buy a gun for his 12-year-old son and teach him how to shoot, like a lot of dads do, I, ta- I bought my kid a, a, a 22, a Walther PK-22, took him to the gun range, taught him how to shoot it when he was seven. I was taught about, gu- I was taught about guns in Mississippi when I was very, very young. Yeah, I don't uh, have a problem I, with that. And again, I'm I mean, not, they should be able to take him to school. Bullied at, bullied at school. I know. I'm just saying these are, these are all... Parts of why I'm not I, I'm I'm not against gun ownership. I'm not against the rights to gun ownership. I think there just needs the to be sensible regulations in With place. With the type of gun be, that first of all, if you think for a second that your gun is going to stop the U.S. government from committing tyranny against you and your family at this point in time, you're grossly mistaken. No, I don't think that. I, I need my gun to stop somebody that comes into my domicile yes. to, to harm me or my, my wife or my dog. Like, that's what I need my gun for. Yeah, Self- me too protection and, and i agree and with brian, that. i don't think enough, i'm gonna be able to stop brian oddly the, enough the I've, had, I've had right. i've had cuckoos show up here yeah where i'm glad i had you know that's uh, that that's why i'm armed. motherfuckers better not show up here because we got a lot of guns that's why I, that's why i'm armed and, and because I'm not, we have real bubba and i look, do have real I know, threats you've got real mm. threats i and i'm not sitting here saying that you guys should not have the ability to defend yourself I, and and have a gun for personal protection. But I'm I, totally. But fine I with under that. the illusion that if the St. Petersburg Police and the Pinellas County 
sheriff show up on my door, I'm going to be able to stop them, never mind the military? Right. No chance. No. No chance. The, 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 the police would come in there and yoke me out of there in about two fucking seconds. At like least it, you have a sensible Even if you had a grenade launcher. It doesn't matter what I had. The St. Pete police have, they have Better. a trained... They're tactic, totally militarized they, they have a trained tactical team that will... They got a robot to come in and yoke your shit right up. They will yoke you right the fuck out of there. Right. There's even nothing if Caitlin's on the fucking Sibian, they're still going to yoke they're her gonna out. Yoke you. Everybody's getting yoked out when the police yeah. are ready. So you think that you're going to be able to stop the Marines if they wanted to send them? That's, to get, yeah, there's no chance. That's what I'm saying. Is there's just? I'm not under that magical thing. But right. uh, but I am under the if some crazed lunatic tries to harm me that I will be able to defend myself and because I am trained because cool. I am trained how to use a firearm and so and and I don't have any problem with that. Brian, would you shoot a gun? Yes, I would shoot a gun. It's not. Are you afraid of guns? It's not kryptonite. I have a respect for guns because I know the finality. I'm not going to discuss whether or not I own guns on the radio. <laughs> um, that means he does, but. But I and I respect the finality that, Tom that a bullet can represent. You Regina know? likes guns. Yeah, I, mean, I know your weapon is an extension of you. Hello, hello, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was just going to comment real quick on the guns because when I was a kid, I actually got in trouble with a Mac Ten, and I was going to shoot some kids that were going to jump me, and I ended up crashing my truck, and the cops found the gun, asked me why I had it, so I told them. They went and told the kids and said, hey, man, y'all better quit messing with this kid. He's literally going to kill you guys. And uh, it's been 16 years. And I haven't gotten any trouble, got my gun permit. So good and bad come from that. I got questions. I got questions, I got questions too, but Hallie, I'll let you go first. So, uh, number one, did the A, did the cop take your gun? And no, B, B, did the cop arrest you? Hold on, Blitz. I, I mean, uh, uh, Brent, I want to start further. Where do you live? Where did you, Where did this all take place? This happened in Polk County. Okay, Polk County. I, that, that, I mean, I, Blake, I, Brent, I, you got it. Like that wouldn't. Ha- they wouldn't do that in New York. No, the no, fucking Karens no, up there. No, no. I lo- I love this guy. All right, from Polk so County. go ahead, go ahead, Brandon, with your question. So one, did the cop confiscate your gun, and two, did you get arrested? All right. Here's how it went. I was sleeping in a girl's driveway. I was how old? How old? How old were person. you? I was eighteen, okay. and I had a fake ID. All right. Yes, sir. And then. That, uh, the cop that showed up first was actually the school resource officer. He knew me from school and knew I was not a bad kid. Right. I just didn't put up with crap. When you picked on me, I fought back. I love this but guy. But anyways, um, so what happened was my mom has a license to carry a Mac-10 and actually has all the paperwork for it. And it was her truck that I was in when I crashed. So they told her, come confiscate her gun because I was less than half a mile from my house when it happened. Right. Were you they sleeping in your girlfriend's driveway, or did you crash? I don't, I'm, I'm a little confused. I was, in my, I was I, I, here's what happened. I was in the driveway of a buddy's girlfriend, and she told me I couldn't stay there because her boyfriend would be there in the morning. So I left and fell asleep as I left a half mile from my house. I hit All a right. concrete pole. And so you, when they come and get you, the car, the truck is registered your mom. The, the gun yes, was sir. your mom's. But you were honest yes, with sir. the cops and said, these bullies have been fucking with me, and I was going to shoot them. So, yes, you know, the way small town give a guy a break politics and police work work is they give the guy a benefit of the doubt. The school resource. This is actually good copping in the fact that, the, you know, the cop that worked, worked your school knew that you were a good kid 
and they fucking, you know, they, they didn't hem you up. I mean, you would have, you would have, had you maybe been a different municipality, didn't know you, that you could have been, they, they could have put him away for a long time. Especially, yeah, especially since he admitted he was, he, right. he, he had a weapon, he admitted that he was on his way to commit a violent right. act. Right. Absolutely. That, but that's that cop, good copping right yeah. there. I agree. I think, I agree that it's good, good copping to not ruin his life over, uh, obviously, emotional And then the cops time. go and tell the, the dumb fucks, hey, dumb fucks, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, little Billy Bob that you're fucking well, we just pulled him over today with a gun that was fixing to blow your fucking head off, so I'd be fucking knocking it down a notch. And then they knock it down a notch, right? And they knocked it hey, they knocked it down a notch and we're all happy here, right? Exactly. The kid today we played poker about two years ago and he says, Man, I can't believe you're gonna kill me. I was like, I can't believe y'all are gonna jump me. Yeah. You know, like I'm a little guy. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I, 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 I respect your right to defend yourself and I respect your the fact that you um yeah. stood up for yourself. That's really like, hey, look, man. Hey, more importantly, I appreciate you watching the yeah. show, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a good one. It's track meet, by the way. Uh, thank you, track meet. I'm right. You're left. We're screwed. Me, Brian, uh, and Brent Hatley, kind of a uh, varying opinions on various things. We can go through. I think guns. We can close out. How about drugs, Hatley? Uh, I think there's. Oh, the be... drugs. The drugs. Uh, the drugs that I had written down are the psychotropic drugs that that fold back into the gun issue in itself. Yeah. So the but the drug the drugs. If you just want to say, I think there again should be no drug laws at all. There should not be any any no drug should be against the law. Um, they, anybody that's doing drugs is, is doing it of their own volition. If you harm yourself, that's on you. It is your life to do with as you wish. You do not need the government to protect you from yourself. And if we end the war on drugs, we'll end the crisis at the border and you don't have to build a wall. Well, what about, you know, like. You also you solve Central America's problems and because you our, take what, away the, the cartel's ability to, to, to make money and, and have power and influence yep. for the most part. Hello, who's this? You're on the air. Yo, what's up? It's hot, Carl. I, I have to make one comment because I have to stick up for Babyface on one thing that you guys touched on about. Like Babyface likes ago. the stick-up calls. He loves them. I'm not going to complain. Dude, all right, so hear me out. What was the term that you used, uh, Brian, when you said, like, carnivorous? Cavitation? Like, Cavitation? Okay, okay, so hear me out. I, he is right about that, Bubba, and I don't, wanna, I don't want no bad blood, but when you compare with, with that gelatin-like body molds that they use, to like show like human flesh, when you compare a nine millimeter round shot, it there there's like a little tunnel that goes through it, mm-hmm. and it, and it will sometimes go penetrate through the other side. With with a AR fifteen, um, and don't get me on not knowing like the grain of the bullet, Willie, but they're like a five point five six, right? Normally, yeah, yeah, correct. Okay, it because of the way that the bullet, it, it's a rifle round. It has more uh, black powder packed into it, and even though that they're they're not too different when compared, and they have actual like footage of this man. And I'll if I have to email you the video one time, I'll show you. But they compared it, and when the bullet passes through, very very similar like scientific replications of human flesh, it causes what was the term that you used again, Brian? It's cavitation. Yeah, it the the freaking thing, dude. It blows like a hole. It, it, listen, it's buddy. Bigger. I'm not. I, but, but, I, listen, but, look, me and Brent are not are not arguing. Well, it, we're it, not arguing it with clips you. Clips the major arteries. It, it, rele- it leads to people listen bleeding to out that could otherwise Linda, be safe. Listen, 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 Linda. I'm, me and Hatley, Hatley and I are not arguing 
about the type of damage a two-two-three can do compared to a five-five-six, compared to a nine, compared to a twenty-two, compared to a forty-five. We're saying that the problem is before it gets to that point. Yes, before it get, before that and before any gun gets into any school, we have bigger issues that we could potentially do and and, and rectify and a. Uh, and take a lot of these school shootings away if we would start addressing mental health issues. Well, but, but here's the thing. And speeding causes a lot of accidents, right? But we don't not put airbags into cars because you know speeding is the cause. If you have things that you can do to prevent further tragedy while you try and solve a generational problem that you're never going to solve anyways, let's be honest. So if okay. the, so the you, things you, that are involved, okay. this actually, and, and thank you for your call, man. Um, these, I, I have one more, okay, one more thing real quick for Brent. Um, the one thing how Bubba's saying about stop it before it happens and we need to figure that out. Yeah. You are 100% right on the, the, the sexual depravity Back in the day, when I, yeah, hi Carl, when I used to do modeling, okay, I worked with a lot of people from France and a lot of people from Spain and Europe, and they're, like, super liberal about sex, like, talking to even kids, not in a weird way, but it's not, like, a fringe thing over there. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people in this country, they call them incels. Yeah. They're just dudes that can't get laid. They feel like they can't. Like, girls don't want anything to do with them, bro. It drives you fucking nuts. And the, I believe that, like, 100% what you said, that is, like, the leading cause of people, like, it, it acting is. like psychos in this country, bro. It is, because if you look at all the shooters, they're in that same demographic. They and, are. And nobody talks to these guys, in, and they're not educated on, hey, here's how you talk to women. Here's the respect you have for women. You are going to have these feelings about women. Here's what you do. Nobody talks to boys about that. The way we raise boys in this country is ridiculous. You don't talk, nobody ever talks to these kids about that. And you talk about, you know, public schools, and I know they, they've taken a lot of flack lately, and private schools. Teachers see when a kid is being isolated. When a kid's being isolated... You, oh, teachers are your first and foremost, you know, they, they're, they're, they're your frontline soldiers. When, when, when boys are being humiliated and isolated at very young age when their brains are developing they develop violent tendencies there's a ton of study on that there's not been one bill introduced in congress from either side to even come close to addressing that which is the biggest problem that we have so we should take these boys that are being called you know f's and you know whatever Uh, and you know know, being picked on and stuff like that that's why they that's why they coined the meme i know it's kind of inappropriate but it's stop a shooter use your cooter I swear to God, dude. There's a lot. I've of never heard that, of that, but I love it. And, 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 yeah, and, and I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, yep. And I'll give you an extreme example in the country that's not ours. When you go to countries in the Middle East and the ones that are more religious and more sexually repressed, those are some of the most violent places in the world. Decapitations, oh man. They 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 don't play stoning. They, like, they, yeah. they, they yeah, are they, they, angry, violent men. And because they are all hey guys, sec- for, yeah, for the, uh, it's sexual repression. It's all sexual repression. And when you when we need you, to start fucking more and open up drugs. Yes, and, and when you glorify violence and you demonize sex, you create a violent society. And you and now, do you think though? Because we're all relatively, you know, within fifteen years of each other, I think. And so I think we all kind of grew up in the age where, well, your your mom was a school teacher. She was. <clears throat> and so we grew up in the, there was always a couple kids that were getting picked on and, yeah. sh- and shit like that. And we were, and I, I, yes. I was guilty of bullying people and I got, and I got, you know, bullied a few times. Not really. I never really got bullied, but I, but you know, I'm just saying like, 
is it is it still the same or yes. has society you know carried up a little bit and or has it gotten worse with the advent now and the distribution of social media social- whereas before you know if they said hey Bubba Clem's a fat ass you know, five people on the playground heard it. But now, you know, 55,000 people can see it on Instagram. That's the problem, is the shaming and humiliation of the kids that people see as, uh, you know, a little weaker. Maybe they're feminine and maybe they're on the roads who coming out as being gay or yeah, something like that. Whatever, whatever situation. Maybe. Whatever it is, they're not fitting in with the, the boys' boys. The way that they are shamed and humiliated and fucked with is really fucked up, and no, nobody is nobody talks about them or helps them or and anything. There's really no law. Brian. There really are no laws, are there? I mean, they have bullying laws and things like that, but you never see you need, anybody really go through on. You them. need access to mental health. You, you need, yeah, you need. We need to be spending on school counselors more than we need even school resource officers. I mean, it, it, the spending and the budgeting should be hand in hand. If you're gonna, you know, I hear people talk about militarizing school to make them safer. If you want to make schools a safer place, have more mental health experts and professionals in there helping kids through the hardest part of of their lives. Where did we get off the rails on that? Like, where did we put that on the back burner? Was it 20 years ago? We like our prisons full, man. It's the 1980s, the war on drugs. This all goes back to that. Well, the war on drugs started with Nixon, and really it goes back to 1934 with Harry Anslinger, but Nixon started coining the war on drugs. And then Ronnie Reagan fucking super hard sold it, too. Every single president has not one has not ramped it up. And John Ehrlichman, who worked for Richard Nixon, here's his quote was this. We started the war on drugs because we couldn't make it being black illegal and we couldn't make opposing the Vietnam War illegal. But we knew we could put those two groups of people away for drugs. So that and, and did we know we were lying? Yes. Ehrlichman, who worked for Nixon, said that, and every president, Bill Clinton, was Nixon, well, you go back Nixon to the, f- the forties and fifties with reefer madness. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's always been there. I'm saying when, when you're asking when it ramped up, and it ramped up in the late seventies, early eighties, and, and then really into the mid eighties, in, in the mid nineties, and then Ronnie Reagan and, then, and, then, and fucking Nancy, and, no, just say no. Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton with yeah. the ninety four crime bill increased yeah. the war on drugs exponentially, and then and then I will say this though. Mass shootings went down because of the uh, they they did have an assault weapons ban the assault weapons ban but but, but, it, but more people went more black people went to prison but the assault weapons ban absolutely led to a drop in mass shootings and then the second that ban expired we saw a a, a gigantic title shift upwards in in the number of mass shootings which is why I'm saying some level of of gun control is okay you nobody nobody was in, prevented from having a gun. To but that 94 crime bill did more damage to the African-American community than almost any law in our well, lifetime. Well, isn't it true, though? Isn't and it that, true? I, mean, I think what you guys may have touched war on. on dr- I th- I think the, you guys, early, you're ramping up the war on drugs and, guys, and the, the disparate d- penalties for crack now. versus cocaine. I think you that, guys yes. talked about it, and I think I've, I've seen many a documentaries on it, but... It, isn't it true that we introduced crack to Los Angeles yep. in 82? 1983. Uh, or 83? Yep. Uh, so there was a guy named Freeway Ricky Ross, and he got on the news in Los Angeles and said, yeah, okay, so I'm a drug dealer. Uh, where's the cocaine coming from? I don't have a boat. I don't have a plane. How's it getting here? And there was one police officer. His name was Michael Rupert. He was an LAPD officer. And he said, you know what? That's an actually, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of that. Where actually is it coming from? And he's the one that found that it was the CIA that introduced crack into the black neighborhoods 
in so Los they Angeles. Could, so they could arrest them. Yeah. So they could. So they could. So they could arrest them. Well, so have money to fund their their, their, their black their, ops and their war on drugs and their war on drugs. Uh, you know, they, how do you get dirty money if you're the CIA? How do you get money to go take out a leader well, in actually, another country? Actually, how do you get clean money? You yeah. get clean money that that you've infused into the streets. No, no, that, no that but dark money, the, the money the, the that CIA they can't trace and that they go because there's budgets, right? There's budget lines. The CIA has to account for every penny that they spend. Right, but they but if you're selling drugs and, on the street. So, so they were selling drugs, Bubba. They were selling drugs. Byron's right. They were selling drugs on the streets of Los Angeles. This, big, the, the CIA, the CIA was big deals, and they were using that money to fund black ops around the world. No, yeah. didn't the president have anything to do with this? That's well, it, well, they all do. They, well, well, I don't know if I don't know if Reagan knew about that or not. Well, he may not have known by the end. He but, wasn't known uh, much uh, of anything. George but, W. Bush knew. About, a, I mean, George Biden. Bush about it, right? Wasn't, <laughs> he, the, wasn't he, he the director of the, of the CIA in seventy? Yeah, in the, early, the seventies, he was the director of the CIA, and then so the, hold on, so the CIA. Wasn't even giving these drugs to to people. They were actually selling them themselves. Yeah, they were the supplier to. Then they would take that money to do their black ops. Yes, bullshit. and a lot of the stuff they were doing at that time was in South America against this dictator oh, yeah. named Pinochet. They had all they 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 had all kinds of shit going on around the world, and they were funding it through this. And this one LAPD officer fucking found it. And you've got to give that guy. They, cr- Dawn, a very good friend of mine, Brent, and she credit. also uh, trained with Rob Khan at one time. Says, "Have Brent move his mic so that we can see his sexy beard." <laughs> That came from a woman okay, who okay. is MMA trained, bitch. So I know. I'll please. do it for Dawn. Okay. Yes, thank you. So, and she's a black belt. She'll probably whip your yeah, ass. Yeah, she would. Uh, I would like that. <laughs> Getting choked out by a hot lady is uh, not a bad thing. By the way, she's got would, big tits, too. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, choked out by a black belt, big tit ass yeah, is right where you're amazing. signed up for, kid. That would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, that, that, so they, they found them doing that. Our government has done all kinds of fucked up things. Like, you know, the guy, you know, Jimmy Carter signed back over the Panama Canal. Um, yeah, why do you do that, Brian? Uh, he, he signed back over to give the Panamanian people their, their land back. Well, the president of Panama, we, we had the CIA on the backside trying to tell this president of Panama, you don't want to do that. The president of Panama that signed that deal with Jimmy Carter, boom, plane crash. Jaime Roldos, that was the, the president, I believe, of Peru, boom, plane crash because he, he didn't fall for it. We wanted to take their resources. It is insane. These banana republics, we went in there and just, we, we, we raged terror. The reason why Central and South America, are, I mean, Central America is in such a bad position right now is because of what we did in the 70s and the 80s. In the, in the drug war, and then the crime bill of 94 ramped it up, and then then Joe Biden talks Obama into, when the, Obama becomes president, Joe Biden talks Obama into taking, doing, it's, it's either double or triple the amount of military gear coming back from Iraq, they start giving this to police departments yeah. to it for the war on drugs. That was Biden got Obama to do that. Bush was doing about five hundred million dollars worth a year. It got up to about two point three billion dollars worth of military equipment going to police departments under Obama, which was a whole Joe Biden thing. It's a good <clears throat> business, and it's better than leaving it for ISIS to take. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> was this? you're on the air. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not really. Though. When I was when I when I was growing up on the mean streets of Goshen, like bullying stopped at about three fifteen. <laughs> right, right, and right. now it's twenty four seven. No, that's a good like, point. Like Social media. Cycle. You're right, man. Well, right. About, by the time you got home, man, you didn't have to worry about you know, getting fucked with anymore, right? Right. Luckily, yeah. I was like in the 95th percentile. I was huge. So the guys are bullying me. We're going to be like two or three grades ahead of me. But like, and I don't know who said it, but you're right. Like, no starting quarterback for a high school football team is going to be shooting up a school. No, like, you're just, right. It's, it's, 
It's and the guy that's the kid's the guy that's fucking eating lunch by himself that everybody that's got a fucking, you know, flock of seagulls haircut with a misfits fucking shirt on and been made fun of and uh, he says, "Okay, motherfuckers, I'm going to go home the next day and get my fucking dad's gun and blow this whole place up." Yeah, and and and, and that and that's the thing that needs to be noticed by the adults that are in charge right, of exactly. these children. These are well, children that they're, they are noticed, and when they are noticed, though, you made the point earlier. They're placed on psychotropic drugs, yep, and, yep. and th- that leads to terrible consequences as, as well. Right. The kid who flew his plane into the Bank of America building—he was on—he was on drugs. He was on—he was on uh, like uh, well, acne medication. But the acne medication was like experimental, and it was so strong it was fucking with his head. It was it, essentially like Ritalin while his brain was developing. It, your, yeah. your brain is developing at that age as a male all the way up till twenty-five. 25. Years old. That's why if if you know Bubba. That's why they charge a uh, premium on males renting cars all the way up until age 25. If you're under 25, they charge you a, like a, a 25 or $50 fee, depending on the rental car company. It's because they have actuaries that say that a male brain is not able to uh, properly function and, and assess risk and, and other sorts of, of, um, of factors. Still, my brain still, in fact, my, well, some, some of us never, never do, developed. right? That yeah. front, that front, uh, development right that here. front lobe there doesn't necessarily yeah. develop all the way. I got a front lobe willing. Nope. <laughs> I, and, and, I, and I definitely... Sorry, uh, sir. I'm, we got to get moved. We got to move on. Go ahead. Mature, but, you, but we need to, in that critical time in males' lives, we really need to be paying a lot more attention. And the answer is not. Now we have a scientific study says the answer is not giving them psychotropic drugs. That does them we no good. We need to give them weed. No, we probably need to send them all to boarding school. No, and, and, no like, but hold on. Keep now. them away from the girls. Hold on, no, hold on. Like, but let's like let's let's cumulatively think about what do you do? Okay, well we got to change the. This is this is pie in the sky. But give my give me my druthers. Let I'm going to ask you and Brian. Let's change. Let we need to change the whole. Our education system is still act like we're in the industrial age. We need to change yeah. it to the digital age education. We don't need the chairs in a row and the teacher writing on a chalkboard and droning on. We need more hands on. In, in, in interaction and the students remember we got a lot of social interaction when we were in school they don't get nearly as much as we got right yeah and, they, they need they, to start changing it so that high school is more career development and life development than instead it of is, a sentence than yeah. it is you know you know geometry is great guys for the people that fucking need it not everybody needs, engineer yeah yeah not everybody needs geometry in their you're life right, you're right especially with the level of technology we have now i was trying to I tell mean, my teacher that about spelling too you don't need a whole lot of ge- geometry if you got laser <laughs> levels and and things that are going to do the work for you so like you're brent's right in the fact that we're like in the we're still like 50s technology yeah. as far as how we teach our kids yeah yeah chairs in a row teacher of the talk bo- chalkboard you know the, you know there's there's some labs so you're saying stuff. ai or v or or, or virtual no, or, no what he's start- saying is like Group learning, like like breaking out into pods, not sitting down and being forced in an, an uncomfortable oh, okay. chair to sit and listen kinda to like a lecture. Kind of like the way like Silicon Valley, like, you know, the way they kind of reinvented the office yes. space and the fact that, you know, we're going to have open spaces. You know why they and, did that? Because they found that it it breeds creativity. Right. It breeds innovation. Yes. Why wouldn't we want, we stifle that in our kids these so days? So like, you know, be like, hey, okay. Uh, we're going to put you in groups of four here, yes. and then you know what? Here's three or four math uh, thing. You guys figure it out. And, yeah, and and work together, right? Right. And now, when now you're not having children being isolated because when you're sitting in those rows of chairs, the, the weird kids at the back to the right or back to the left right. is by himself. And now you're not having kids that are isolated, and you're forcing them. And then you make them work in different groups based on different subjects. And now you're interacting with people from all walks of life, and you're also developing empathy in people. 
Whereas when they're showing this one kid in school, he gets shown no empathy for all this time. He doesn't show any empathy back to right. the, the same people because that's the way his brain develops. Well, that's why, that's why in, uh, I think it's Denmark uh, or Norway, one of the two there. Um, the two happiest countries in the world. Private, the private school, by the way, is, hot chicks. Too. Private school mm-hmm. is illegal. Every student is funded at the same amount. Every student, whether you go in the north, the south, the central of the country, it doesn't matter. You all have the same amount of funding. You have the same resources available to you. And the the idea behind that is when you have these high-level private schools, you create that, you you remove empathy. You have an us-versus-them mentality. They are immediate, the the kids in the regular public schools or, 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 or even not elite private schools are lesser than you. And you're trained that. And you're taught that. And in these other countries, they know that Hey, look, you you and your family may own the factory, but this kid's going to be working for you in there. Shouldn't you know how they think? Shouldn't you now, be connected to them in some sort of way at some point in your life? Do, do you think yeah. now, now I know that this is a pie in the sky, too, um, but do you think and it's probably pretty stupid. But Brent, you know, you and Brian, we all know that when you're part of the cool click, like the cool click in Warsaw, Indiana, were kind of the. I was kind of fringe cool click because I was the captain of the football team with Larry Plummer and I and I wrestled. So, I was, so you know, Brent, athletes automatically were not – we didn't get fucked with and we were kind of cool. And and we were the ones in the weight room and the bigger kids too. <clears throat> right, right. Point. Exactly. So. so, but we knew the kids. Like there was a kid named Jerry Hyde and Harold Marcellet and Gregory Thornsberry that we all – that we all fucked with that were – one guy was gay and – or and, and, like we were just not cool to them. Do you think that – in today's school because it is such a problem and it that you could get like a almost a group of like the coolest people the starting quarterback the head cheerleader to have like a little support group to help these kids or do you think that's just totally fucking no i no i think that's a great idea and i think that's a solution that you could almost start implementing by teaching nobody teaches the starting quarterback because now he's all of a sudden the most popular kid in school And, and let's be honest Fame, uh, when you first experience it, is you, it needs to be explained to you. Like it's weird. Man. Like for instance, I've been famous. Yeah, and and I, you know, like Brandon the Quad, and 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 Brent. God, you have a you have a dog in this fight with with your wife, you know, uh, Caitlin, yeah. who has you know that. Think about how nice of an act this isn't rah rah for me or rah rah for Caitlin, but. It's completely opposite of what society would do, and right. that is most radio shows, most media outlets, most people. I mean, Hunter Law, most businesses wouldn't take a kid that's been handicapped all of his life in a wheelchair and 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 get him laid once a year. That's the extreme one side. But you could take the starting quarterback and the you know the the, the richest kid in school and the head cheerleader and yeah. a couple of the muscle heads and say, guys, we're going to form this group where the cool kids identify the weird kids. And you know what? You put your arm around them at, 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 at lunch and say, you know what, Johnny? You know what? You want to sit with us today? Do you, yeah. know, do you, know, we, like, do you know how many potential issues that could solve so by lot. just being nice to so, some people? And, and, so it, it teach, it both, both benefit from it. So yes. when, when my ex and my father, they both taught at J.W. Mitchell High School up in Trinity. Okay. And uh, I both, vol- both did. I volunteered with a program there called the Social Inclusion Club, 
and it it's a little bit of a of a different level, but it it, it took the kids that were in ESE programs, autistic, um, you know, Down syndrome, and and things like that. But a lot of them were highly functional func- functional kids. They had Aspergers and things like that, and it it got the cool kids to volunteer because they need their college credit for volunteering and right. things like that too, yes. and need that and for their resume. Service credit, yeah. right? Service credit, and and it got them to go. We we put on these events and these functions, and it made them feel like they were friends right like they had a, a social connection to them so then at lunch they would happen they'd be in the lunchroom together and rather than all the kids in ESE just being around all the kids in ESE all the time they would go and sit over and have lunch with the football players and learn a different level of socialization that they're not used to everybody benefited from that program it was a great enriching experience and so we it's need on to, a different that, level yeah and, and, and Bubba I think that your idea works on multiple levels like this too I think it, would, it also enhances and teaches empathy to the to the star quarterback to say, hey, you might be the star quarterback and you're the most popular Right now in this life? Yeah. But, you know, 10 years from now when that nerd that you fucked with (laughs) is the CEO of a major corporation and you're just a washed-up jock, maybe that motherfucker might help you out. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, and say, you know what? The the, the relationships you develop now and throughout your life, cultivate those relationships through empathy for other people. Listen, I wish I would have, you know, as I look back on some of the stupid things and mean things that I've done, and Hatley, you've been part of some of them and seen some of them, I wish I've made my uh, mistakes too, and we we all we all have. Some most of mine have been public, you know, just because I'm a very public person, and I'm guilty of airing my public laundry and some of my HR issues with employees just on the air. I mean, Brent, that's what we do is we put it on the air. Today earlier, you came in and you started doing your spiel. I'm like, Brent, (laughs) and I wasn't being disrespectful. No, no, I know. Save it for the air. Save it for the organicness for the air. So I, I mean. I, I I wish I could do things differently and have been nicer to people when I chose to be a dick to people. I think we all I think we all can can say that at one time. And if you took the most influential kids, like Brian did a little bit at the Trinity deal, but you take it even a step further, and and it it will that washed up jock. Chances are, Brent, he's the jock of Trinity High, but he's probably not going to be a star. One, he's probably not going to go to the NFL. Probably he's he's peaking there. Yeah, yeah, know, socially right. peaking in high school. I mean, what's the percentage of high school quarterbacks that actually make Power Five? Oh my God! Maybe five percent. I mean, you're talking about maybe three quarterbacks a team, power five. You got sixty some teams. You got 180 guys out of all the high schools in America. Yeah. Out yeah. of how many? Out of yeah, out of a million kids. Yeah. I don't know. So he so, might. So he might make it to a uh, you know a Florida Atlantic to play quarterback. Right. He might yeah. make it to an NIA, and he'll still be a big three. fish in a yeah. small pond. Sure. There. And at the 20 year anniversary, he still will be the sling and D. Right. But you know what? He can make a huge impact yep. on the kid with the fucking, you know, fuck a, hell, fuck a seagull's haircut with the misfits and a fucking hair, <laughs> Henry yes. Rollins shirt on. Yeah. And, 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 that's and they the... might actually fucking have something more in common than, right. than they even know. Well, right. you, you work on finding things. We all have things in common. And that's part of the problem is, and it's driven by our media, it's driven by our politics, it's driven by our biology is the the dichotomy, right? Everything is us versus them. It's this or it's that. And so when you have that and you view somebody as an other rather than as a human like you, then you're able to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do to right. them and rationalize it and justify it. And, and, and good people can end up doing very bad things oh, I know that, that they fact. otherwise would never even 
be capable of doing. And look at the Holocaust and what went down yes. with that. It's the, the creation of the us, us versus, versus them. them yeah. And we're seeing it in our politics in America. And it's it's politics so, are the worst it's, at it right it's, now. It's, it's, it's the worst alarming, ever. Though. I mean, talk the about use of hold on, talk about bullying as a slur and, and, and or conservative as a slur or, yeah, or red or blue be, or whatever the I was, fuck you are. I was going to get into that or you know immediately calling somebody a racist because they don't agree with right. you on something. It's these labels. It's these. It's yeah. the creating of otherness that in. Enables yes. us to treat people differently than we would uh, most. You know, the I, creating I, I, of otherness. Yeah, I love it. Is it. That. And, and you know, and it's. Seri- I love that, Brian. You know, I worked when I worked at I worked at SiriusXM this last time for six years. So you know, I'm there all day with. They have. I mean, there are talk channels there from all the way to the left as you can get to all the way to the right as you can get, and everything in between. And you know what? I made it a point to be friends with the conservative talk show host and the liberal talk show host. I was Will, Will, well. Will, you also know how to work, kid. Will, Will, Let's just be honest. <laughs> he was looking Hatley, for that next job. Hatley, <laughs> Hatley, I know you want to be Johnny Humanitarian, uh, but you also yeah. know how to fucking work, kid. Yeah, I, You're just kidding. Two thousand, I hired you and showed you how to work. Yeah. <laughs> am I right? You're right. Like, I mean, am I one that taught? Am I the guy oh, that teach yes. you how to work? Oh my God, yes. Bubble light, there, ten bucks. There's a whole lot of little small nuance things that um you taught me that um you know if i'm gonna be honest uh you don't always follow yourself but it's great no, you're right it's great fucking advice because if you do follow what you say including uh, including you but right. if you do follow what you say it does work because i made a point to be friends with you know pete dominic and zerlina maxwell and karen hunter all on the left and will cowell's my boy you know our boy from way back yeah. I was good friends with with will cow and david webb and 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 when you t- and, and i uh made time to have lunch with tucker carlson when i was there it was just I was just you like mean Tucker made time with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I gotta set you straight here, th- th- kid. No, that, you're talk- I'm talking about before he even got the uh, the five o'clock slot. This yeah, is when he was right. still doing Fox and Friends on the you weekend. You mean when he still would take my phone call? Yeah, when he was doing Fox and Friends on the Does weekend. Does Tucker th- attribute maybe being on our show globally as anything that may have helped him? Oh, absolutely. For real, absolutely. The controversy with him with what he said on here helps him. I mean, th- th- you know, as long as they're talking about you, then you know you're in a good place. Absolutely. You know, I went amplification. Um, man. I went to lunch with Tucker once and then you know uh, caitlin and i went to tucker with one, one time and it was just the three of us in this new york restaurant and, and we had the most fascinating conversation like him off the air is a lot more nuanced than he is on the air well on but, the air he's selling you know he's well, selling a sir an entertainment he's, on doing, the air, he's, he's doing a bit he's, he's doing he's, a bit hold on he's the ultimate fucking worker is right. what he is he's working he really is he's working he's doing Brian, a bit. you could work just as well if, the, you, if you had the forum the it's somebody pr- to stand behind you the problem is the problem that I have Bubba with, with what he's engaged in, I, he has the right to do it, is the fact that the the rubes, that a lot of the rubes that are listening to him are taking it as absolute fact. But so so here's here's the problem is That's also the P ones. Those are the people that are paying the bills. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nobody is has a gun held to their head to made to watch Fox. Bubba Army is the same way. No, no, mean, nobody's you know? nobody's made to watch Fox News. Number one. Number two, cable news is entertainment. Tucker is an entertainer. He's not elected to anything. He has no control over anything in the government. He is an artist and an entertainer. I say the same thing about the people on MSNBC. Ryan Costman, 10 bucks. And the same, people, same about the people I, on MSNBC. They're doing a bit. They're doing a show. But the people on the... I like Chris Como. I, I agree. But when, when, when that branches over to... You know, Sean Hannity coordinating with the Trump administration on their message. You're now getting away from just entertainers. It's not any different and news. than what the fucking Look, Clinton it happens and Obama. on both sides. It's that the right left it's is irrelevant here. I'm talking right now. about what it's an example of it that we know happened. We can look at the text and from January 6th. Can I tell you 6th, something right now? Can we let how, the January 6th shit go? 
Well, I mean, <laughs> there there were crimes committed, and I think there were. That, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's on like video. A, I mean, I mean, <laughs> okay, then let's get to it. Let's yeah. fucking get to well, it. The and, wheels I mean, of justice turn. But are slow. they trying to grind well, it out they through turn the midterms? When it's politically expedient, too. But they I'm saying, okay, the, yes, okay, they're Brent, trying so, to grind it out. So, Brent, on the on the January sixth, like, I'm uh, okay. There, I. It's on. I mean, it's on. Uh, hold video. on. I, I take your word because you're you're very smart on this shit, and you're saying crimes happened. All right. Well, then let's get to them. Yeah. Let's I mean, fucking get to them because I'm tired. Of, I'm I'm getting borderline tired of the bullshit. Anybody that attacked a police officer needs to have the book thrown at. Yeah, them. but what about Donald Trump? What did he do? Did he commit a crime? So that that I, I that I don't know. I mean, it's Brian over I here. Haven't, I haven't seen evidence that he has yet. Brian over I, here. But I don't. Know. I don't think that there is enough for him to be prosecuted in a criminal court for committing a crime. I think there is enough circumstantial evidence that the public could connect the dots on their own and in the court of public opinion draw the conclusion that he had a very good idea of Lynn what Bailey, was going to happen that day and and did nothing to prevent it from happening. Is that a crime? Maybe, I, maybe not. I don't I don't think yeah, he... The, I don't know that I don't know I don't what crime think there's is, ample but, evidence to convict him of anything. Uh, but, Van Riper, but I think... 20 bucks. I think from the perspective of knowing information about what transpired one so that nothing like this hopefully ever happens again. Agreed. Right. So if you don't study and learn from the mistakes of the past, you're damned to repeat them. So learning what happened in this scenario enables us to try and prevent it from ever happening again. I agree. And, and the wheels of our democracy, we're, we got three flats and, and a rim that's barely hanging on here, right? So we need to do what we can right now to protect it if this is what we want. If we want a revolution, then let's just keep going down the path that we're going down. Because that's where we're heading. No, I agree. But like with the Trump shit, I think you guys both said it. The fact that, you know, maybe he knew about it. He well he did. And did he did he did he stop it? No, not quick enough by a lot of people's standards. Was there a crime? Probably in within public opinion, yes. On the books, probably not. So those that fucking broke into offices and hurt people and stole podiums and shit like that, that fucking throw the absolute fucking book at them and let's get it done quickly. But as far as that, I think I would love for a congressman or a senator or whoever's on these committees to say exactly what you guys said. There were crimes committed. We're going to throw the book at the people that committed the crimes. Donald Trump's a piece of shit. We know that he knew this, this, and this, but it's not necessarily. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three month unlimited
unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabyte on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Necessarily a crime. You guys form your own opinion about Don, and let there you go. Well, part of the Boom, problem is getting here. the information out, right? We know that the Secret Service officers deleted their text messages to cover up what they were saying, most likely because it wasn't something that they wanted that is to see real, the that's light really of day. Di- that, kind of, that is kind of disturbing to me because there is a, uh, I think there's a, it's called the Federal Preservation of Records Act. Yes. When you work for a fe- work for a federal agency like that, it, deleting any of your stuff, I it's believe, a crime. is a crime. So those those agents have now retained outside counsel. Outside yeah, because they, they claim it was during a uh, data update transfer BS. It's BS. It's BS. They, they all, wipe, they all their, wipe their phones. They wipe their phones. And, and, and that is a... That is a federal crime, and just so everybody's clear, those agents that did that have now, they're not using DOJ lawyers. Right. They, have they have retained lawyers. outside lawyers, criminal defense attorneys for this. So I do think that we need to know that because we need the Secret Service to be neutral. Right. No, we do. I mean, regardless, we, we don't know what they said. Yeah. If they were trashing Trump, saying, you know, then we need to know that. We need to know that. If they were like, let him go there and get killed, see if I care, we need to know that. I mean, they take an oath. To protect the president's life I mean, life their communication is very germane to this whole situation. It sure is. Like, we need to know, like, you know, there's been allegations made that, that President Trump attacked a Secret Service agent. Like, we need to know if that's true or not, because through their communications, that would be confirm you, or deny we that. We would be able to tell, hey, listen, fucking... Uh, uh, Potus, Potus, whatever the fuck, what do they call the president? They what? called him Mogul was his uh, code <laughs> name. Mogul, Mogul just went at, bait, uh, a, a, ape shit on Johnny, uh, Johnny yeah. So, so we need to see, or, if or, they, he didn't. or or he didn't, we'd be able to tell that. Through well, the, if he didn't, then we know that there were people who were telling lies, right? right? And right, we, we deserve, right. in our government, we deserve, this type of, tra- first of all, one, one, well, one would think that is, if you're, a, if you're, a, if you're yeah. a secret service on the inner circle, then your phone is of public record. Don't oh, you yes, want absolutely. transparency? Like, yeah. I know know this is a selected case of it right and we're never going to get it across the board but this is what we really should want absolutely like, we want more government hearings we want more investigation into things this is this is really yeah the but i want them to wrap them the fuck up and it's it, now it's, wish, getting, it's getting political but right let's, right let's get to the acts of the thi- the shit that happened right and stop making it political and let's get let's get to the real shit that happened 
and find out what happened, learn how to fucking prevent it, penalize that got penalize those that had something to do with it, and stop making it a fucking political witch hunt. And and by the way, I think both Kevin McCarthy, who leads the Republicans in the House, and Nancy Pelosi, who leads the Democrats, where they messed up on this committee is the, the denying Kevin McCarthy who he wanted to put on the committee. Because I think it would be better to even uh, listen. The Republicans. The far-right Republicans deserve their representation on this committee, no matter what you think. I mean... No, because here's the problem with that, Brent. Because when you know that Jim Jordan... First of all, there's questions on what he knew and did and his involvement. He should not be on the committee. He should be excluded, number one. Number two, you know there are certain... And they do it on both sides. Okay, so again, this this is not a right or left. This is a political tact that they use. They create a, a sideshow circus that that creates and totally takes away from the purpose that they're trying to uh, accomplish. And I will say this, to an extent, I think they're over-targeting Trump with this and, and his, his role in it. But for the most part, when you listen to these people testify, these were people that were, worked for Trump. These are people that oh, yeah. participated uh, with Trump. So to call this some political witch hunt and, and that it's one-sided, I think, is disingenuous in this case because the witnesses who are testifying are former leaders of the Proud Boys and, and, and uh, Mark Meadows' uh, right-hand woman. Yes. I mean, these aren't people that are you know, all leftists and you know, pundits and, and things like that. These are actual witnesses well, what would Roger Stone do? What would Roger Stone do? Oh, he oh. he would lie and drum up as much <laughs> as much muck raking as he could. Well, he was yeah, I love he, him. he was taught by you know who the best know, Richard Nixon. Well, his you know who taught him was, was Ronnie Reagan, Roy M. Cohen, Roy M. Cohen, who the worked, same one who that taught Joseph, Trump. who worked, but who worked for Joseph McCarthy right. from the McCarthy hearings, yeah. and he taught. And Roy what did Cone, he teach Raj? Ro, Ro, Roy Cohn taught Roger Stone, Donald Trump, and Paul Manafort this number one rule. Never, ever apologize, always attack. Yep. Oh, I like that. I used and, to be that way. And, 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 Roy, work out and, so good. and Roy Cohn taught them rule number two is uh, uh, <laughs> do whatever you have to win because losers don't govern and politics ain't beanbags. Al, Al Gore may have been president in there's 2000. Your black, there's your black belt, Dawn, if, for 20 bucks uh, there, If Hallie. not for <laughs> Roger Stone. beard's bringing Stone. in the money, Hallie. Thanks, Dawn. Al Gore may have been president if not for Roger Stone. They, they, the Brooks Brothers riot that they called was 100% orchestrated by Roger Stone and totally based on a lot. He, he admits it. He made the whole thing up about them cheating and doing this and that just to distract from the process because they, everybody in that riot is a Republican staffer. Cause somebody's right. broken down the film and they've, oh, identified, they've identified everybody that was there. The Brooks brother riot was absolutely manufactured. Okay, these are the types of things that, that Roger Stone. But you need to know who these people are, and that's your, you know, as an individual. So who's the Roger Stone on the left? Who's the guy? Who's that? Oh, I mean, who's so, the? I mean, who's the? So the guy who, that, who's the who's the not the kingmaker, but who's the so the, the left, guy with the white hat uh, part, over on the on the, the left. Part of the problem for the left, and this is why the is they don't have a Roger is Stone. that they don't have the they don't have a, hom- homogeneity that the that the right has. They they, they don't they have, have a Steve Bannon who full disclosure is uh, I also you know am familiar with and uh, acquaintances with Steve Bannon. You but know they didn't have they the Carl have Roves these 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 that, great strategic minds. That are that are right. ruthless and, and, and a lot man. of time scrupulous. So, so the was ba- Carl Rove bad news. Uh, Carl Rove was great for George W. Bush. After that, he lost his mojo. 
Um, Who's been the greatest of all time? The greatest, uh, the greatest of all time, I think. On the, I'll give you the left and the right. On the left is Paul Begala and James Carville. They are the two best political strategists ever on the left. Uh, they got, they were Bill Clinton's guys. James Carville definitely, and I think Begala. He's a better I, man. He's a better man. We got to got a better man. We got to a better man. But uh, James Carville and Paul Begala as a team on the left. On the left, fantastic. Also, George Stephanopoulos was in that group. So on the you know what I like George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, he was one of Clinton's guys. His if you watch the movie The War Room, which is about the 1992 election, uh, it's a documentary. All right, now but the it's right. Awesome. So on the right, I would say Carl Rove uh, did a great job uh, with getting George W. Bush elected. I mean, he had an who up- was Reagan's guy. Uh, so Reagan had a guy. His name was Brent. Uh, exact, his name was Brent Hatley. And yes, Brent Hatley. No, um, Reagan's guy was name was an. French something Croft. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. But Ronnie was so fucking slick that he didn't even need a big but, time. Well, well you know, have you ever been to uh, Ronald Reagan's museum? In Simi, no, of course in, I haven't. In Simi Valley? Oh, my God, it's amazing. So Ronald Reagan was a spokesperson for Westinghouse for a long time. Before. Well, he had Lee Atwater. Lee, well, he had Lee, well, Lee Atwater was one of his. and Ed Rollins. And, uh, Ed Rollins. Brent Scowcroft was, uh, was uh, one of Ronald Reagan's guys. <clears throat> but you can go through there and you can put headphones on. You can hear like every year he was a politician and kind of how he did things. Oh, my God. Like the guy was a brilliant politician, Ronald Reagan. And he was a trained actor. And right, a trained, and it was a trained spokesperson, so he was he was great. But on the right, I think Carl Rove's um, getting George W. Bush reelected in two thousand four when Iraq was on fire. Uh, he did two things. Number one, he uh, talked about bad words on the radio. That was one of his big things that got people worked up and gay marriage. And that who fucking did us in Fred Upton? Uh, uh, well, Upton was one of them. And Carl Rove, that was a Carl Rove behind all of that that FCC dust up. Right. Carl Rove was behind all that because he needed. To, he needed. I needed a distraction from Iraq because remember in 04, Iraq was a complete disaster. Right. I mean, it was just like the country was on fire. I mean, everything was going literally wrong. and figuratively. Yeah, yes. they needed he they needed anything. So he got gay marriage on the ballot in eleven states. He got the whole FCC, the Super Bowl, you know, the Nibblegate. Li- the, the Nibblegate. The liberals just handed him a club and said, beat me well, with it. Well, and then they, they attacked John <laughs> Kerry's <laughs> military <laughs> service, which was still to this day one of the most despicable political moves ever. How long ever. Was this? I, ever. I, ever. Ever. I agree. Ever. And that's a Roy Cohn thing, too, which is attack the person's strength. Hello, who's this? And your weakness. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're turning your weakness <laughs> into your strength. You're because, on the air yeah, when baby because, face uh, shuts up finally. Hello. Hello, it's fake Alex Jones. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. I love oh, yeah, program. Brent, this is fake Alex Jones. He sounds just like Alex Jones. So we call him fake Alex Jones. Jones. Go Listen ahead. to him. Fake Alex Jones. Go ahead. Now, um, I want to touch base on the mass shooting uh, real quick. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Now, almost I, as good as Stern's. Hold on. Yeah. It's really good. That's why I fucking yeah, call no, fake Alex Jones. So fake Alex Jones, don't do me dirty. Do good. Do good. Here we go. Okay, so you guys touch base on a lot of things I agree with. Um, there's a lot of things I've been pulled away from schools, which uh, – you know, the arts, um, woodshop, all this stuff are being taken away from schools. Uh, the developing minds on uh, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, uh, no access to mental health facilities for these kids. Now, the elephant in the room is the FBI. You got these groomers and shooters. They go hand in hand. Now, take the Uvalde shooter, for example. On his 18th birthday, this guy had thousands of dollars that he spent uh, on uh, two AR platforms, hundreds of rounds of magazines on, on his 18th birthday. Now, a lot of people say, where did he get the money, money for that stuff? Well, a lot of people say, well, he was working at a fast food joint. Now, 
Well, well, fake fake Alex Jones. I'm I'm a little bit bit disappointed because usually by now you've come up with a couple of your rhino, Mm -hmm. a couple of your fake get rich. uh, Mm -hmm. Usually you have a couple plugs. Pill deals. Yeah, I mean, fake Alex Jones. Don't forget you got your whole other world that you know of of your self promotion that you got to put in every once in a while too. Now, well, I'll throw it in right now. Well, you got rhinoceros horn, motor bills right now. (laughs) Infowarsstore.com. Free shipping. Come on, go, Bubba. So if you're living at home and you're earning $400 a week working at a fast food restaurant, there's no way for you to use all that money to purchase guns over the course of a couple of months. And that gun was purchased legally as well. Right, right. But I'm saying like, you know, you're right. You work at, you know, a fast food deal and you You live at home, you live with a family, whether it's grandma, your aunt, whoever, you have no expenses. And you're racking in 400, you know, maybe call it 350 take home a week. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's perfectly conceivable that yeah. somebody could save up their money for eight weeks and then carry out a mass yeah, shooting. Yeah, go out and buy a couple of long rifles and, and let it rip. Especially, yeah, if you're focused on that. The, yeah, the, absolutely. The, the, that's the other thing, though, is really the the desire for conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. Oh, everything well, but, 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 that. but that's But that's a human mind thing. But, but, but your, hu- hu- your human mind makes connections. Like, we've evolved to do but that. social media has evolved to drive us deeper and faster right. into right. that hole, and that's the problem. The whole QAnon thing, is one of the biggest fucking jokes ever. But it's still around. There's still people that think on August 20th or whatever that uh, Donald Trump's going to be put in as as president again. I mean, it's, it's they move just, the goalpost every time. Every time, it, 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 nothing comes true. And the, the whole HBO documentary, they prove who it is. I mean, yeah, he, they, he they, admits to it. They they, they, yeah. they they prove who it is. But that is Ron that, Watkins. Yeah. Ron, it, no, what about this? What that about is ridiculous. The but I think that those I, I think the, I think that those conspiracy theories are there to distract us because there are things that are real conspiracies. There's people that go to federal prison in this country every day for a charge called. Hold on, me and Hadley. I mean, I've been. Have I not been part of a conspiracy? And, yeah, exactly. Have I not been part of an extortion? Yeah. A shakedown, yes. a fucking, you know, a yippee if you will. There's people that go to prison every day in this country for conspiracy at the state and federal level. So there are conspiracies with the shit like QAnon, which is embarrassing to, if you even believe that, that JFK Jr. is still alive, really? Well, That's how not- about Alex Jones that Sandy Hook was a false flag and all those well, parents are well, crisis actors? Well, he's, he, about, well, he's about to be penny. Right. He's in the- and that guy, you know what, he got what coming to him on that deal. You wanna, the- you want, hey, listen, we have the right to say anything we want as broadcasters, but we have to have a certain amount of onus and, yep. and, and if and if we're going to say absolute, untruthful, hurtful, you know, then you're going to then then you then you're done. They, about to be penny- you know what? Water seeks its own level. And Alex yep. is about to be fucking penniless for real. I mean, he you know, he lost all four of those cases because he refused to participate in discovery. So he's he went straight to the penalty phase. He's in the penalty phase yeah. of that civil case. And that jury is going to clean his fucking clock. Hi, who's this? You're on the air. Yeah, Tampa Terry here. Uh, got a question for uh, Brian. By the way, Tampa and, uh, Terry's Brian. from Canada. He's not well liked. Uh, very he buys much. his milk in plastic bags. <clears throat> yeah, Brent. He's kind of a he's a heel, but he come time. But he's a he's a heel, <laughs> but he'll baby enough to to be relevant. Like you know, he'll, but he does. He gets on everybody's nerves, but he's a heel. But and, go ahead. and he's really smart. And if you don't if you don't believe me, ask him. He'll mm-hmm. tell you. And how he'll tell you that he's a one and over Standy Ock. And that ahead. is true, though. He is undefeated against Dan all time. <laughs> all right. So go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry, uh, Tampa Terry, who lives in Canada. 
Yeah, uh, well, here's the deal. You know, if if I could uh, get a word in edgewise here or in between. Don't start Brian fucking with me. Don't start fucking with us because I will hang up on you faster than your head will spin, motherfucker. You better start baby facing now. Coming down in three, two, one, baby face, bitch. Oh, okay, brother. I'm sorry. Here's the deal. So a deal that's real bad up here in Canada is the uh, influence of corporate lobbyists and uh, the the World Economic Forum and Claus Schwab. And I'm wondering what uh, what Brent and what the uh, other gentleman here, the liberal gentleman here, uh, what they have, what they think about that. I, I, I agree with Tampa Terry 100. percent is a huge problem of this 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 World Economic Forum, the central banks, and they're going to ruin every country, and they're going to really do the damage to Canada that they've done to us because they want your resources and your money, too, and they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Canada's in a real bad spot right now, aren't they? <clears throat> yeah, they, 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 they really are. They're in a weird spot right now because Trudeau is um, he is overstepping his authority in, in quite a few places, to say the least. Isn't, aren't they still under mm. British rule? Aren't they still? Not, not no, really. They have, they have self rule. They, they have their they own just, parliament. And they they have just their own recognize parliament. the monarchy still. And so it's all fucking. It's weird. Dog and pony all show. Right, last copy. But, we've, we've gone. We've gone. So, I mean, yeah, the, when we're talking about this, you know, part of the problem is, you know, like, like Brent said, the centralized banks are a huge issue. You know, the recession that we just entered today with the announcement of GDP uh, shrinkage uh, and, and inflation, you know, that's a result of. Um, of not targeting the aid it, that that was given for for the COVID correctly. relief correctly. At, no, no targeting at all. It's None. taking, and this is the problem that I have with Giving the Democratic, Tom Brady two point five million. Yeah, this is the problem problem I have with the Democratic Tom Brady Party. Two point five million. Yeah, is if there's a well, fire burning or some bullshit. Yep. If there's a fire burning, their solution is to snuff it out with piles of money and just burn <laughs> through it. It's like, oh, there's a fire over there. Let's what should we money do? On it. Just throw as much money as we can on it. And you know what? It will put out the fire, Initially. but you're also burning up fucking money stupidly that you don't need and to you waste. You can pay for a hose and put the fire the, out. The, the relief, the, the 2008, 2000, the, the collapse in 2009, we could have made that so much better in terms of recovery and everything if we had given direct aid to mortgage holders who were were upside down in their, you know, single family, you know, not, not the guy who went out and speculated with arms on 10 different investment properties. Fuck him. He was part of the problem. That's greed. But, but like the, the, one guy who owns, the one guy who owns a strip mall whose three main acres were restaurants are now out of business. That guy. Yeah. And where else we didn't do anything to the part of that, that collapse that you're talking about was the repeal of the Glass-Steagall Act. Right. And, and what we what we didn't do is what they did is they gave everybody a loan and then they packaged those loans as investments, as AAA rated investments at that in the terms of what's called a credit default swap. And when those when everybody defaulted on those balloon payments on their loans, those investments became worthless. That's where the collapse came from. And it's going to get worse, too, Yeah, Brian. but look at what we did with that. What did we do? Rather, hold on, but it's even worse than nothing. What we did was the absolute worst solution, and it's led us to where we are now, which is they bailed the banks out, and then the banks were able to then take over all these properties and own these properties and sell these properties up that were gobbled up by corporations. And that was the start of corporations and hedge funds getting massively into the housing market. 
and and we need to stop that. We this this starts at this stops at a municipal level. Yep. The city of Tampa needs to pass an ordinance lim- limiting how many houses can be rented out in a certain area, how many houses can be owned by a corporation in a certain area in a certain square mileage. Because if we do not do this, we are going so for our entire nation nation's modern history from the 1900s 1800s even forward, home ownership has been the number one path to building wealth, and right. we are eliminating. They have found a way now. The the the, the power the, brokers, the, the be, bankers, the, the bankers. Federal Reserve have figured out how to. They get everything. They get your labor. They're going to take your land. They're getting your social security. They're going to fucking take it all. Well, they take Every- your money right now. So we all. Get, so one thing that I found that was interesting, and I knew that this was coming with inflation, was that it was reported that following the COVID. Um, you know, financial relief. Americans had the average American had more in savings than at any other point in time in in our modern history. And I knew they were coming for that. And how do you take it? You take it with inflation. Yeah. Inflation is theft yes. because if you own the good, you you don't lose money, right? If I own coffee beans, I don't or gold or, I, or go, whatever it is. If yeah. I own the product. I don't lose money in inflation no. in the long run because I just can adjust the price of my product. When money's created out of thin air through fractional reserve banking, that's what creates inflation because you flood the money supply. And when you flood the money supply, each dollar becomes worth less because it's based on a belief system. It's how much you believe it's worth. It's not based on anything. So everybody throughout human history has done better on a resource-based economy. Are we going to be like in the era of the credit default swap? Is it going to be that bad or worse? No, it's not going to be that bad or worse than that. That was pretty awful because, as Brent said, they pretty much opened the floodgates. Brent's the one that told me all about that. I I thought Brent was talking some stupid Hatley bullshit, and then I went and looked it up. I'm like, man, Brent's right on this one. The the real issue I have (laughs) with all of this is that they have convinced the public that, that taxing the rich is bad. And that's the problem that we have because no tax and rich is cool. Monetary fuck. utilization. Now that I'm not rich, <laughs> monetary utilization. This and this comes from the Austrian school because uh, I know you had, had reference uh, earlier. Yes, I'm there's a, no perfect. So first of all, there's no perfect school of thought because these are all theories, and and no theory plays itself out. You know, unbridled communism and unbridled capitalism lead to the same endpoint. Well, unbridled communism. You know, we saw the, that. The, the, like following Karl Marx to the word happened in Cambodia under Pol Pot, and that led to the one of the most horrific genocides in in, in the history of like the Vietnamese had to go in and stop it. But looking at it from an economic standpoint, yeah. not from a social standpoint, it leads to the state controlling everything. Unbridled capitalism leads to one Man, or I two companies controlling absolutely, absolutely, because because fascism is corporate control of the government. Come on, right. So, so we have an oligarchy in our country. Russia has an outward one. They make no mistakes Russia, about it. Russia is a criminal organization. Russia is akin to the mob. It is not a country or a functioning government under any stretch of the imagination. Putin is a mob boss, and he even has a boss, a guy named Semyon Mogilevich. That is a that is a criminal organization. Russia, the Russian Federation is not, there is no political bent to that at all. They are a crime family. Oh, it, it, it is run like a mob. I mean, it, it's, it it's is. the exact same way. Everything flows through the family. To, and if you are an oligarch in Russia, you are protected, you are loyal to the boss, to Putin, and when there is regime change, the Bubba Army is an oligarchy. 
When, exactly. And when there's a, regi- a regime change there, you have a high risk of dying. You're, you you have a very high risk of being imprisoned or right. murdered. If blitz takes being, over, you guys but, are all fucked. But here's the but here, here's the problem. Everybody in Russia is like, oh, the people are going to rise up and take Putin out. Putin's not even the boss. Think about this. He went from being the deputy mayor of St. Petersburg, Russia, to the prime minister. So he got there because somebody put him there. And the person that put him there is known as the boss of bosses. Who's that? His name is Semyon Mogilevich. He runs the Russian mob. All those oligarchs Brian just talked about work for him. Vladimir Putin works for him. Nobody's getting taken out because the Russian mob, you think the Italian mob and the, is, is rugged? The Russian mob is something you never want to fuck with, ever, 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 in any way. It makes Tony Soprano look like a popsicle stand? It sure does. It sure does, <laughs> That's what man. somebody told me one time. It sure does, man. The Russian mob is yeah, for, real, for real, for real, for real. And so the point where, like, the mob here doesn't really control the president. Uh, yeah, the, no, the, the, the well, Italian the Italian mob does not. No, not the Italian mob. I'm talking about our corporate mob. No, no, no. You're right, but the mob, as we know, the mob. You know, the Italian yeah, mob. The mob does, does not. not they do right. not control. And in the fact, there's been presidents that have you know targeted them, Kennedys, and all that yeah, kind of bullshit. The Mexican, so that, the Mexican mafia doesn't control the president. Right, right, right. But, but now, it, corp. Now, the Pfizer, fucking Purdue. Now, those motherfuckers. Those, those, those are the mobs that are running our country. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying the mob that's running the Russia's old school real mob yes, shit. Yes, organized crime organized criminals is yeah. is who runs russia yeah and so who, if you're supporting russia against ukraine you're supporting mobsters murdering innocents that, I mean, that, that is exactly that's the deal that's, that's what you're deal. supporting the russian federation is a criminal organization top to bottom like nobody even knows exactly how much money putin has like he, oh, you see his house i mean they're saying he's worth billions there's, there's everybody's there, like there's oh somebody say maybe as much as a trillion he might be the he, he might be the richest man in the world but and, you don't know but you don't know you don't know, but, but he's he, so you're saying though that these Russian mob. Well, what was that guy's name? You said Simeon Mogilevich. You're saying that that's the guy. That's the guy that, that Putin's r- afraid of. That runs the whole shooting match. He runs the whole. And thing. so, with the Ukraine deal, what are your guys' opinion on that? Like, is it ever going to stop? Are they going to be happy with these two little slivers of territory? Are they going to take out the fucking uh, the ex stand up guy? Like what? <laughs> it puts us in a tough position where we need to continue to f- to blindly fund a defense. Because we can't directly get involved because we're afraid of what those crazy fuckers will do. Yeah, well, I'm of, I'm of two mindsets. So one is, this is a criminal organization that's trying to take over another country and add to their empire that was part of the Iron Curtain. And that's definitely not something that we want. Also, if you go back and talk, talk about before there was these borders in countries called Russia and Ukraine, these are all ethnically the same people. So the last time we got involved in an ethnic conflict in Vietnam, it did not work out for us at all. So this is also, because just because it's white people doesn't mean it's not an ethnic conflict. It is. Ukrainians and Russians are the same DNA, the same ancestry. This is, this, is, this is an ethnic conflict, and I don't think it's a great idea to get in the middle of these things. This was a huge misstep by Putin and his Russian mobster yes. friends, though, because yes. they, they have galvanized... They have galvanized yeah. uh, NATO, and they have galvanized. Uh, in, I mean, they've pretty much forced Finland and Sweden into membership when they have stayed out of it because of their proximity to Russia in the past. Uh, you know, watch videos of r- the Russian military ops and the Finnish military ops that they would do right at the border up there yeah. yearly. I mean, it, it was and Karelia it, is what the area that they yeah. fought over. Yeah, and there. this yeah. has been something that's been brewing for decades yeah. now. And and they this action in Ukraine has forced Finland's hand. I mean, they, they are, they're going to join NATO. I mean, that's, well, I'm glad that we're it's, it's, going, going, it's wonderful. The it's, fans are awesome. Yeah, no. And it's, it's great that they finally are doing it, but, uh, 
but yeah, it's it's you know Brent's right. It's 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 a tough. We can't we can't put boots on the ground there. We can't do that. Yeah, it's an ethnic conflict, and again, getting in the middle of ethnic conflicts is just not a good idea. And it's not like the Ukrainian people so aren't how do we, galvanized on this. We have to continue to arm. We have to continue to arm them and provide them with food and supplies. So and whatever is Ukraine getting some pretty badass shit from us right now on the yeah. da- on the down low? And and we need to the world the world not just us the world needs to put economic pressure on Russia. That's Haven't the, they though? They're trying. No, because here's the problem. India and Pakistan have gone running to the teat for the Russian oil. So and, I, and China this, and China. This creates opportunity. China. So Putin. <laughs> yeah, they have no morals at all. None. No, they're they they're loyal to China and China alone. That's and all they fuck care everything about. and everybody else yeah. at, at all costs. If you happen to, to be good for them in business, then fine. But they are a psychopathic country. Like they are concerned about themselves <clears throat> and nobody else. Eventually, you know, a lot of people say that China is going to end up. You know, with the whole shooting match, do we? Do you guys feel that they're that's I, where I, we're headed? I totally agree, and here's why: there's a great documentary. It's on PBS. I know a lot of people don't watch it because they think it's liberal, but this documentary is excellent. It's called "In the Age of AI," and this documentary tells you all you need to know about what's going on in China. There are 17 companies in China that are multi-billion-dollar companies in artificial intelligence. They are building artificial intelligence for the mili- for military purposes because they want to dominate the world militarily and economically and they are working tirelessly at that every single day it's the scariest documentary i've ever seen it's called what again it's called in the age of ai it's, <clears throat> and it's it, on pbs it's on pbs it's a it's a, it's a and yeah. i mean is it does it literally show ai taking over it shows you how it's what, not ai taking over it's their use of ai to how, optimize everything that they do yes yes they so, are, so we, they're not. They're, they'll know what buttons. Like the compute, their their systems will tell them exactly what to do and how to destroy us. Like TikTok is Chinese, and they are using that. And to it's re- brilliant, by it, the way. Yeah, and they're using that to research. I mean, America, TikTok's um, good to Caitlin now, is it? Has it not been? Uh, pretty good. It, it, uh, actually, uh, Twitter works better for her, but nonetheless. Well, OnlyFans uh, is her best. Yeah, yeah, but TikTok, TikTok though, what they're doing is they're using it as research to research the patterns of American behavior, yeah, the collect con- data on us, all kinds of stuff. Like the 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 the, the Chinese and what they are up to. In fact, the are, they, he- are they are they some shady bastards? The, the, well, the some, shadiest, the shadiest. So because they don't care, Chris- they, they're not guided by any compass. They're, so at least <laughs> I will say this: at least in America, Christianity provides. It is an it is an ethos. Some <laughs> level of of a path for these people to go down. In China, there is none of that. No. I mean, Buddhism is there lightly to you know whatever, but the the, the church is the state. In, I mean, the, the, the state is the church in China. Whatever is best for China and the ruling party, the Communist is, Party, is what's best. And that's what they're going to do, and they're going to stop at nothing. And in fact, the head of MI5 in Britain, and Christopher Ray, FBI director, who was appointed by Donald Trump, they had a joint press conference the other day that said that we have utterly failed to even slow China down. I mean, the entire West. It's not just a matter of slowing them down. We're, we're complicit in participating yeah. in it because of technological purposes and, and what we perceive to be in our best interests right now. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the problem. It's, it's a huge problem. China is our biggest problem, and they are going to try to dominate the world and be the number one world superpower. I mean, superpower. are they, they going to be... 
Japan-like and get a little fucking, you know, little little full of themselves and maybe try to come over here? Yeah, but time, they're going to they're gonna be stronger than Japan's ever been. And, and the next war won't be fought the same way World War II was. No, right? it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of cyber ops. It's going to be closing the grid down. It's going to be cyber ops. It's already electromagnetic, being fought. Electromagnetic it's, pulse. But it's already being fought. And and it, it starts with the psyops, you yep. know, it's, and that's what they I just been, want one of those dolls that, that you can fuck. Well, but see, that's the distraction, right? But guess now. what? That doll that you can fuck does. It's now connected she to the internet. No, it's connected to the internet, and they're spying on you. No, Everything... they're not. I don't got internet connection on her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. If, if, if it's coming out of China, there's a chance so that they're that, spying or, on you. Do you think that we're all being spied on? I think yes, and I think our, our data is monitored. monitored, and our data is being collected by the Chinese government. So, did you see a couple of years ago? Yeah. I saw an article where, for the first time in the history of our world, and I think I've told you this before, Brian, for the first time in the history of our world, data was worth more than oil. Yes, that you know because they sell and collect data, and it garnered more money. Than oil and the Chinese are some data mining motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Everything that they can get, and it's not—they're not spying on you because they care about you. They are spying on certain people because they, because yes. they want to build a dossier against them. And and I think if you look around politically, the Glenn Greenwalds of the world—they uh, have been compromised. There's no other way to describe his support of Russia. A, a guy who is otherwise a liberal, thoughtful uh, individual that that post Snowden has become this Russian sympathizer. It's very bizarre. If you look at Glenn Greenwald and, and his, his path, he blocked me on Twitter for pointing that out. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's undeniable. Yeah, he's he's a Russia apologist. Why? Because they built a dossier on him. They have enough to break him and his family. And so the people who matter are, are going to have that done. But you're going to be mined for your behaviors, right? Yep. How yes. how can this? Okay, we have your demographics. You're this old of a male. You do this for a living. You, you're giving them all this information when you set up your products. By the way, they know all of this about you by your search history and everything and so they're saying how do we impact this individual how do we uh convince them that their government's lying to them and yeah. and, and how do we destabilize the american political system and how do we use an algorithm to 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 uh move public opinion in america in a way that we want right and that's where the ai comes in because these bots and that's elon musk's this twitter purchase thing is going to be fascinating yeah, it is going musk to reveal, is right he is right he, about musk this. is absolutely right 80 percent of the traffic on twitter has is he got driven himself, by bots has he got himself into a trick bag now where he's going to overpay for some shit no i think no. i think twitter's got he's themselves into a trick bag because he's going to do sell a your twitter stock right now he's going to pull a reverse zombie dog and he's going to say let me show you the good news he's right gonna, he's going to prove in court that he's right and that Twitter's overvalued and overinflated, uh, overinflated, and he's going to get it for pennies on the dollar. Well, and so could the, ruling, really, could the ruling Brian B. where like could the could this come back if they try to sue him and be like you know well, what they are suing him the trial they're not suing over. him and and, he, and he's going to fuck him. Well, the discovery pro the trial ain't happening in October by the way. There's no way that they get the discovery done needed that they need in that amount of time. <laughs> There's uh, uh, I know Mark, I know what you're saying, but this judge seems pretty adamant. Well, then, then the truth isn't going to come out. That's mm. the problem. If they're forcing him to trial in October, then it's to protect Twitter. Because the longer this trial takes, the better it is for Elon Musk. I think, I think Musk has good enough attorneys that will, he'll be able to get continuances. But this judge is being pretty fucking stiff, to be honest. The, because what I think real discovery would show is that not only is Twitter aware that 40 to 50% of the Twitter users are not real people... 
they are aware that AI and, and is driving a lot of yep. the interaction. They're aware that China and Russia are driving a lot of the interactions, and they're driving it on the most politically hot topic button issues that you can get on transgendered issues, uh, critical race theory issues, getting out of Afghanistan, getting out of all of this is being driven. Afghanistan, and they have, banana stand, Hallie, remember exactly. That? Twitter loves Twitter is indifferent to it because they have to because as a corporation you you have to be. Now this is where it gets interesting is because they're long term viability. At the end of the day, the corporation has to protect its investors. And if they knew that I mean, there could be criminal charges against the 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 runner the, the people that run Twitter over yes this. for real could, yes. oh absolutely. absolutely so talk about the ultimate turnaround right I, I, and I think I think Musk I think Musk was hoping that they sued yeah I, they they fell think, for the banana think, in the tailpipe they I sure think did. That guy not only that he manipulated the stock on them he manipulated the stock on them and then was hoping that they'd they turn around sue, so sue. he made billions of dollars off of playing their stock and ha- and his friends playing their stock by his manipulation of it and then they turned around and sued him and they're gonna fuck themselves in the yeah, end. Because, of disco- does, because of discovery. And they're if gonna he have does to go get that. it, he'll probably get it for 18 cents, right? Uh, yeah, he's going to get saying. it. Oh, he, he needs get- to counter-sue them he need, because they can always dismiss their complaint against him. He needs to find a grounds for counter-suit oh, yeah. in order to keep it going because otherwise, they, you know, when he gets to the good stuff that he needs to have, then they could just pull the, pull the plug but here, on but here's what But t- you only get that with a counter deal, but, right? Yeah. But here, but otherwise, what, yeah, they can dismiss. I think Twitter has lawyers churning them saying that you got this case in the bag and you got to take this to trial because imagine the Twitter's lawyers don't want Shoemaker this to go Luke. away. <laughs> Twitter's lawyers don't want this to go away because no. they're, they're going to make their. I got banned. On, hey, um, uh, Brian will tell you, I got I got banned on Twitter for an absolute fuck job. I, I know what you got banned for. It's ridiculous. I got banned for a couple different things. We can't quite figure it out. But we're, I mean, worse shit that gets said to me every single day on Twitter than people that don't. Well, don't get we think off. we got Brian actually legally tried to get down to it. And it, we don't think it was from the global warming bitch. Really? No, we think it was from because everybody at one time when you worked for me had an at BTLS account. So it would right. be like Ned at B, Ned BTLS at Twitter. Yeah. Spice BTLS. Yeah. Bubba BTLS. You know, <clears throat> Tara BTLS. Janessa BTLS. And Brian seems to think that there's this little unknown. Uh, law or rule within Twitter that you can't have multiple accounts from the same deal and that tweeting they were, and posting the same thing and that they were and that they were that the trolls knew this little obscure thing because all of ours ended in BTLS, which was just representing the show, right? And that's what got it. And Brian, right? I th- yeah, we 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 haven't. Pinned it down, and but he, see, that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem, and and here's why I think it is because, you, and this is where I think a really good law, a really good a lawyer, much better than I am, could could prove this case up. Though you had currency in your account in Twitter, okay, and without any sort of due process whatsoever, they took away your ability to monetize a product that you built up right. and that they benefited from as well. This was a mutually beneficial right. relationship. And so you had a financial vested financial interest in it that was created by the way Twitter does their business. I just want to thank, I just want to thank Donkey Teeth for getting rid of a couple of these fucking assholes on here. I've been looking at chat a little bit. They're the worst. Fucking I mean, assholes. You know what? Losers. You moderators just, Yeah. Yeah. Donkey you. teeth's awesome. Fuck you guys. So, so I think there's a very strong case to be made 
that you are being deprived of property rights and not not just and, and, and investment investment your time that you invest in it and I understand what their I terms of service I had say. I hundred and thirty one thousand followers. Throw Brent. the terms of service yeah. out the window and think about the loss that the financial loss he suffered yeah. without and and, and it's not, I don't I don't disagree that they couldn't do that. They have to be able to explain to you exactly what you did and why they right. took it away from you. And remember, spell it out. And remember this: they enjoy a two. 30 exemption. So since you enjoy that exemption from the government right. that, that, that limits your liability, then there needs to be some due process before you throw somebody off. And you know what? 230 served its purpose. The internet needed to be, uh, uh, it was a wild west and it needed, you know, just like giving away land in, in the 1840s out west made sense for the United States. It doesn't make sense to give away land anymore in 2022. Right. Like it's built up out there. We right. don't need, there's no need to incentivize it. Right. 230 existed to incentivize technology companies to enter a realm right. that was unregulated, unknown. It was the wild west. It's just like space exploration. You know, there'll come a time when space tourism is normal. We'll have more regulations then. Companies will be held a lot more, more or under stricter scrutiny and, and, and stricter standards. It's the same thing with the internet now. 230 served its purpose. We need to rethink the way we regulate the but internet they won't, in but the modern age. Brian, you are my lawyer on this, and they wouldn't even tell us. Nope. They would say, nope. you That's violated it. one, and then they give you 56 pages of possibilities. They would say, yeah. please refer to the terms and conditions. You violated this. and, and, and Or general, just, you violated our rules and Hadley, against you know the trolls, use. man. Just like yes. what they did to me on my fucking chicken dip. Yep. Right? Yep. Just like they did to me on my chicken dip. And that's the thing is is we need better reco- like recourse uh, in this country for things like that. Things it's that- funny because 230 got both of us. Somebody just said got Biden elected. It got Biden elected. And in 2016, it got Trump elected. Yeah. It, it, it benefits. It's, it's not a it's not a political it, no. party leaning thing. No. It's it, it allowed manipulation. It allows for manipulation. It allows for misinformation. The only, yeah. ha- the only land Hatley wants is this stuff he bought in Nevada when exactly. he worked for me. No, didn't he buy <laughs> Nashville? Exactly. No, wasn't it Nashville, Tennessee? It was, no, it was no, Nevada. It was Nevada. Oh, I thought you bought land in Tennessee. Nevada. Too. No, it was, Nevada. and it was a bullshit deal. Like a guy fucking. It, the guy was a scammer, wasn't he? Uh, like, yeah, total scammer. He only had ninety nine bucks into it, though. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, like two payments. It was ninety nine down and ninety nine a month, and then Hatley's like, "Well, maybe I need to look into this." Bullshit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I remember when you made that announcement. And we were fucking with you. That was awesome. <laughs> Everybody loves to be reminded of their worst investments. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, don't, mean, hey, Hatley, can you please be my friend and not start on mine, okay? Because we don't have all day. Planet Bubba, Chicken Dip, <laughs> where uh, we want to go. Hold on, Chicken Dip was chicken fucking... Chicken Dip was, was doing the, good. It oh, was actually doing very well. Chicken, Brian, I'm telling you right now, Chicken Dip... I know the story. ...would have been... Like, I know the story. Uh, uh, me and Tom put 100 each in it, Okay. And we are first, our first paint, our, when Publix first, their initial order, it was going to be their big order because they have to get all the stores stocked up. On their first order, we got half of our money back. Okay. And then the, that was the, well, the second order was going to get us about another 50% of our money back. And then the third order was going to get us profitable. Profit. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the black. And the trolls got me on the re, on the recall, Willie. Uh, after the first order, and once you get recalled, uh, and you have, you're done, yeah, you know, you're done. Yeah, so, something like allergens or something yeah. like that. One of the trolls somehow did a reverse engineering of the ingredients or some bullshit, and the people that made my chicken dicks, du- du- Duke's Manufacturing out of like Fort Lauderdale, 
uh, my recipe, which we have and you know, documented, and they have called for a blue cheese based, um, uh, no, a blue blue cheese. They used an anchovy based blue cheese to cut corners has, on yeah, on one batch yeah. on one batch, and somebody, I think the guy that works at somebody at the inside of Duke's told somebody that told somebody that told somebody. And the next thing you know, we got a Publix recall, and yep. then, you're, then you're done. Then you're done. Then you're done. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, I would that's be, the world that we live in. I would be very, very, very rich right now. Once you got recall from Publix, you should have gotten into <clears throat> Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Well, no, but, <laughs> but, here, but, but here's, here's what we were. So we Publix were, is all the distribution. No, but here, here's the deal, man. We were um, going to own this for like 10 years, and um, Bean was already getting calls from like Helleva and Nestle's and and people that owns Dean's because we like in our first fucking we we were already we already had like a seven percent market share and dip that was that's that that's and, incredible and you know like we we Tom Valid he said like in five or six years we're going to be able to sell this company for million for, for eighty to a hundred million dollars yeah. <clears throat> boom mm. I ain't sitting here with you two fucks right now me and Hatley are fucking bitches in costa rica hey and what about this bubba what about this the day our boy sean compton is in la and that email gets sent out at the tribune company what yeah. about what about that we're, what was we're, that guy's name oh, <laughs> do you, do you, lee <laughs> lee name. abrams yeah ruined my fucking life do you want i mean i mean you know where we, 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 we you and i were like that day we were like you know what i think we're i think we're done doing radio we're gonna, we're gonna go to chicago and shoot shows for a week a month this, and Brian. juggle our nuts for three weeks i had a 2.9 million dollar base hatley had like an 850 base and <laughs> that's before but that's before rating bonuses and, and then we had a rating like tom negotiated a rate like if we had a global rating of like whatever which was we were gonna fucking smoke it was like another four or five million we were going to fly up to chicago uh and shoot like uh put 20 sh- we were going to do be there for like a week yep and shoot 20, 20 shows, shows yep. which is a month and we, they t- we shot four shows and they test marketed through the roof i mean <laughs> people were like we they, were gonna they be, couldn't believe it they, they were like this springer is on steroids <laughs> yeah because yeah, you know jerry springer kind of stood back like bubble was getting in the face no, of the yeah, people like, on the Fuck stage that. you'd be like, be like sit down bitch the people on the stage you get in their face and if an audience member asked a question that bubba didn't like he would argue with them before he yeah, i mean god that, that <laughs> i would argue uh, like are you an idiot i'm not even asking that question shut the fuck down yeah like it was it was it was bananas like, oh yeah and like the, these couple and these black girls i'd be like oh, you know what i, like I, I knew how to play i like you two bitches you're the only two that fucking get it around here and then and the, and the crowd was going nuts, and and I was sitting in the control room with the CEO of the Tribune company, and he's freaking out, and he's like, "This is the but this is going to be the best TV ever." The day, I mean, Sean Compton had a. So fight. they give me a fifty thousand dollar check, Brian, like a like in good faith. Yeah, good yeah, faith, yeah, yeah. you're our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like non refundable. Yeah, yeah, here you 50 go. Fifty grand. They fly me and bring up there. We do these shows. Tom Bean's there. Yeah. <clears> now listen, to this Brian. Uh, I was allowed because I was allowed. So I went in there and I fucking got like I had Hatley. I said, Hatley, send the driver to go get me three cases of Miller Lite. And the the guy, the, or the one of the main motherfuckers running the things like, you can't have any alcohol here. And I go, the fuck?
fuck, I can't. Randy Michaels, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I bring boy in. was the CEO I, I br- of the company. I bring in three coolers of Miller Lights, and I tell the guys, hey, the, the, the whole crew. Well, all of them are all of them are union and this kind I of mean, shit. I mean, get her done, man. And they're like, oh, we can't drink beer. I go, the fuck you can't. When we get done shooting today, we're drinking beer. And taking pills and Hatley's getting high. Yeah, and and, and they're and, like, so then yeah, when right. you get the crew on your side, Brian, right? I told them they, they saw the beer on ice and they, you know they and, and Bubba they, had pizzas delivered for them. We got the crew. They shot me perfect. The fucking crowd was great. We nailed it. Will you give me fifty thousand dollars? We're going to be on the CW network. We got like ninety-two percent. No, no, we got we got clearance at ninety-six percent. Ninety-six percent is going to take the Terra show. That's smart too, because you know the producers are down there talking to the cameramen, saying, oh, "What'd you yeah. think? What'd you think? What'd you think? Yeah. What'd you think?" Yeah. And you're fucking buying them beers and pizza. They're like, "This is fucking great." Yeah. Oh yeah, the, but the, they asked this one camera guy. He's like, "Man, this guy, this guy, out of all the people that have and Jerry Springer, Wilco, they've all been in those state the, the, the stage same, the, same stage, and same the, same stage." remember the camera guy telling one of the guy this is the guy that's got the it factor yeah. this guy blows springer out of the water so anyway they they there was a six million dollar check they had to write to the, to the cw and the head of the wgn tv department who sean bubba, compton who we bubba and i've known that guy for decades yeah, since, he, a, since he worked in the mail room of j corn yeah and i used to that get him. long great so, guy he's he's in la with the check in his hand he's in la with the check in their hand all he has to do is give it to him and it's fucking done it's we start we done. start we start september yep and me and Bubba were like high five, and we we're like, we are fucking out of radio. Fuck yeah. these motherfuckers; they can suck our motherfucking yeah. dick. Because it was right there when we were getting ready to leave Sirius, and, and we, we were like, gonna... we were like, we were, we were like, we're telling everybody to suck our dick. And then radio we were even talking, our ass. we were even saying like, listen, you know what? We're gonna just dabble in radio. I'm gonna tell Cox that I'm gonna do like two days a week. Yeah, you know, like whatever. We're like, we're gonna tape one week, and we'll tape one week in Chicago, and then we'll spend three weeks in Tampa, fucking juggling our nuts. And then we're like, <laughs> then Brian were like, this, I'm gonna make us so much money. I'm gonna buy a condo in Chicago. We're gonna have bitches here all the time. Yeah. Oh, we were just like. Fuck we were like, this is, we were, you have no idea doing that type of show is so much easier than radio. Bubba and I would, oh, that was 22 we were, minutes. Three shows a day. Yeah, it was, we, we were sitting in the, we were sitting in the conference room. Bubba and I would go in the conference room. I was putting room. my big boy pants on and, yeah, and Brent's like, you got this, you got this. Yeah, and then so they would give us cards. Okay, well, this this guy bought a schoolhouse and he turned it into a strip club and these old bags are mad that it's a, the schoolhouse is a strip club and the strippers are going to come out and there's a there's a stripper that's a little person. And by the way, they they, they run all this by Brent and then Brent was like, really, I, hold on, it was like really big time TV, then Brent would come. And talk to me about they it. They don't say, okay, Bubba, here's the deal. Here's what they're going to do. Da, 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 da. Here's what the crowd's probably going to think. So here's where you can go with stuff. And Bubba would go out there and just fucking let it rip. Just let it rip. And I, it and, was awesome. And so listen to this, Brian. What I, what got him is, so we have these strippers on one side of the stage and these townspeople that are mad as fuck on the, the other side. I mean, the old bag's just pissed. Right. They're mad as fuck, the these strippers, because they're like, our husbands our, are going down to this place, <laughs> and they're just ruining our community. Is this a real story? This is a real story. This is a real story. It's a strip club, and all these years it was a schoolhouse, yeah. and it was so, not even a place oh, of yeah, learning oh, anymore. Oh, and now God. the strippers are dressing like schoolgirls, and it's a whole thing yeah. that they got So what really happened is this little town of Illinois, this this fucking guy came in, this prospector, and they were going to knock the school down, and he's like, hey, I'll give you 18 cents for that fucking place. And they're like, great. You know, but what are you, they're like, what are you, we're going to make it a restaurant or something. Well, he made it a strip joint that served yes. food. Yeah, well, he called and, it the schoolhouse. And it was, you know, <laughs> and, and it was a little community that never had anything like this. Well, all the men were there. Like, you're like, man, we got us a fucking strip joint. Well, 
the, 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 the girls were like these little sluts, and like you know they were just making the money. Well, the townspeople, the wives oh. and the grandmas were mad as fuck. I mean, pissed. so I, I can see the pulse of the room, and I'm kind of playing with the strippers, but I'm playing. With the, so I see this old lady, and she's mad as absolute fuck about the deal. I mean, mad and, as a hornet. And she bit. and she, I can I can pick up that she's mad, but she's really not saying something. And so I go up and I say, Grandma, what's wrong? She goes, I just can't take this anymore. This has got me so upset. <laughs> so she starts to leave. Right now, this is all unscripted, Brian. Like nobody knew that I could roll. Like this is what got me the job. I think. So most people would just let her walk out. Like she was literally walking off the set. Like out into the hallway <clears throat> to yeah. the dressing room. And so I go, I said, cameraman, follow me. So I put my arm around grandma and I'm walking her down the hallway. And I'm like, grandma, what's wrong? She's like, you know, these girls are just like, you know, I can't believe I'm like, well, have you? I said, grandma, have you ever thought that maybe they're just want they just want a job and maybe we can cooler heads can prevail. How about you sit? Now there was happened to be one of my coolers of beer right there. I go, how about we sit and drink a beer over it? And she goes, I'd like that. So we sat there and drank Miller Lights and ta- bullshitted about the ins and outs of this place being a titty joint. And, oh, Randy Michael's like, I couldn't fucking. That was just so riveted. No, oh. but no hosts ever go outside of their little bubble. And you beer took grandma. The, the, oh, oh, the, it, was uh, so, it was so, so good. It, or, so, and it was real and it was organic. Yeah. And then, so Richard Dominic was the guy that produced Jerry Springer for like 16, 17 years. Yeah. And he was in there. Kind of overseeing the whole deal. Brent was my Brent and Tom were my guys, but he was Tribune's guy. Yeah, and but he was like the you know he he'd done a ton of TV, so he knew. So before I did it, he was like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, gonna take a look and see if you got the chops for TV, and we'll see." You know, all that. After bullshit. that show, he's like, "You know what? Fucking sign that guy yeah. right now. Yeah, right now." So Brian, we were fucking green lit. We were done. Like we hug, remember, we hugged Randy before getting they, in the car. And they the took us to dinner. And yeah, we took us to dinner. We were there. Mark Chase, hey, dude, that was awesome, man. What do hey, you think? Yeah. Man, you guys are going to be big time stars. Oh, this is going to be big. This is going to be the biggest. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger from Springer, by Morton down you. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. And like we get, we're getting in the in the SUV to go to the airport, and Randy gives us a hug. He goes, "I'm paying you guys for this show. This is going to be huge. You're going to make me a lot of money." I was like, "Oh my god, yes." Yeah. Next, is, and then Randy even said, "Next time you guys will be up here, it'll be on a private jet because they had we had private jet service." Brian, wow. so they were going to private jet me up there. Like it was, ask Tom. Tom was there. Tommy oh, cut my, the deal. We had we. Uh, that was the. It was the greatest. And then it was the greatest. And so then, the night before, so Sean Compton flies to L.A. and yeah, that, he's there. He's that there. One hour. That one hour block on CW globally. Uh, it costs six. They broker it, and it costs six million a year. Yeah. So, so the, whoever wants to put any kind of program yep. on there, whether it's an infomercial or a talk show, they pay CW six million, and then that show goes out and sells its advertising based on adverta- you know, based on ratings and things like and that. Does the CW get a piece of the ads? No, too? no, no, the no. CW just gets They're just their selling six, their hour for six million. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. At so, that time, at yeah. that time, yeah. So, wow. tri- so Tribune Company was like, we'll take this, and we got ninety six. Percent clearance in ninety six percent of the markets. Like Sean Compton was at their office with the check in his hand. So the the meeting was at uh, eleven o'clock LA time, and Sean Compton's there. He got there the night before. He's got the six million dollar you know ready to fly into their fucking account or some bullshit. And that morning, Lee Abrams who worked at Tribune, sent oh some God. kind of inappropriate all... To everybody eat, in the whole company. Yeah, and it was like to deal with like a tit joke or something about tits. Something, or, just something inappropriate that you don't yeah. put on company email for anything for any reason. Right, and he sends it all out as a fucking joke, and Randy is forced to resign. Like immediately. Like immediately. They send word 
back to Sean in L.A., hey, nope. hold off on this because we don't know if the new CEO is going to back this because arguably this is going to get some blowback and we need the president on board. Yep. And, and anybody that had anything to do with Randy was gone. Yeah. Anything wow. that had anybody to do with Randy was gone. And that was that's that's how close I got. October 13th, 2010. <laughs> Tribune's Lee Abrams suspended for email. Yeah. <laughs> That's what sunk us. That's what got In us. In a message to staff Wednesday, Tribune CEO Randy Michael said Abrams would remain on suspension indefinitely without pay while they investigated the process. Yeah. Um, and they got rid of everybody. Last week. Okay, so it would have been October 3rd-ish. The company, which is trying to work its uh, out arrangement to emerge from bankruptcy protection, was the subject of a lengthy, embarrassing piece in the New York Times that chronicled off-color remarks and yeah, so antics. That, so all that was going on. Including incidents involving Michaels. So, you know, so here's what happened. is Randy comes in, and he's a radio guy, and the best radio guy ever. Randy comes in, and he changes the culture of this print company, Tribune, to more to a like, media company. to a more of a, to media, a real media, to a media something company. that can actually survive. Yeah, and, and and very and they were very early on internet. They were vlogging, yeah, vlogging, and, and like a and each market like the Chicago Tribune, the Orlando Sentinel. Is bought, this where they bought the Cubs too? They, yeah, 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 they, they, they bought the Cubs, the Cubs too. And, yeah. and and they had these local news feeds that you could get on. And your, here's where we kick ourselves in the biggest ass, Brian. Me and me and Brent should have gone up there a few days early because rank because me we're both baseball fans and yeah. so Brent so Randy go and Randy's not like Randy's a nerd he hates baseball yeah. he owns the Cubs and he's the CEO of the company that owns the Cubs yeah but he he doesn't give a fuck so had I known Chase so Mark Chase like like hey man too bad you guys ain't staying early or late or whatever because I take you right down to the Cubs game we'll go to the locker room we'll go to any, wherever you want to go they don't tell us no I'm like what he goes tell us no. he goes we can he, Literally, we could have taken batting practice. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they did, yeah. All we, had, all we had to do is just say Randy Michaels. They're like, oh fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, third so, base. Let me see your song. <laughs> so take off your towel. I'm here with Randy. So all these. So all. So all. <laughs> I want to take some VP. <laughs> so, so all these stick up their ass journalists that worked for the Tribune Company were upset because Randy's like he made it casual Fridays, right? Yeah, he could wear he, Bahama and shorts get, and you know anybody in the company could use the executive lunchroom. Like he made all these yeah. rules like go away that that print. Journalists have so they all go. They all run and and, and, and rat him out to the New York Times right. and say, "Oh, he makes off-color jokes and he makes us feel uncomfortable." Meanwhile, every single property that they own, Randy made profitable while he was CEO. Right. Yeah. So, so and it changed the culture, everything, and they went and ratted him out to New York Times. So this was going on for a week, and then Lee Abrams does that. I wish we could. The find The only reason those there's tapes. still a thing is because of Randy. Like, I wish yeah. we could the find. Company I wish would be we bankrupt. Could, I wish yeah. we could find those, those 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 pilots. Where are those pilots? I, Tribune owns, them. Tri- Tribune owns them. Tribune owns them, and I've asked Sean Compton for them several times, and he now is such a slinging dick that he's unapproachable. Like you can't even talk to him. Yeah, I, I, I message. He Jack- runs Newsmax. Like he, like WGN America, WGN. Yeah. all that. He's he, the like, head of Tribune TV. No, he's meet. I think it's called Med Med Star or something like that. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I am um, sometimes uh, just friendly wise message back and forth with him on Facebook. You yeah, should. <laughs> Bubba, as a part of your deal that you're doing, you should have them approach it just to try and get some of the you know video. Just say they, they, that they're going to use it in this documentary. I don't think they. I mean, no, I think for Sean, a price, they will. I no. mean, not too much, but why not? You don't, you don't it's, under, it's you don't worthless under, you, to them. You don't understand. Like Howard has tried for years just to get his Channel Nine shows back from from 
WOR in New York, and they're like, you can fucking, what is, but you can smile why? and blow me. I'm not giving why? it to you. I have no idea. Like, what, what are like, four what, pilots like, like of, of, an, has, of, an, of a show that nobody ever saw work? I don't know. These TV companies are weird about it. They just will not give you it. <clears throat> well, they might also like, well, you know, it's going to create blowback in today's world. They're going to be like, oh, you allowed that back, you know, 10 years ago. We shot it in 11. And, uh, no, uh, no, twenty. No, you were shot in ten. We no, shot we, it in ten. We shot it during the. I remember there was the World Cup was going on because we. Yeah, we <laughs> so shot it would have been summer twenty ten. Yeah, with the World Cup because I, I watched. <clears throat> well, we shot it. I in watched Japan of, and Holland in my uh, in we, my hotel room. We that shot night. it in twenty ten with it to start September of eleven. Yep. That was yes. Yeah. Because we were taken over for Tara Banks. Tyra Banks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Her toe. Yeah. Her toe. Yeah. Her Tyra Banks. That we're bitch gonna, toe. We were going to take over for Tyra Banks, and we were going to dominate that time slot, and we were going to tell radio they can lick our taint. Yeah. Wow. And, and then they go, they signed this Bill Cunningham show. Out of and Cincinnati. He, and, and he, went mean, out, he went on and did pretty well. He did, yeah, he did really and well. And Randy told, I've, 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 seen, I've seen Randy probably 10 times since then. He's like, I'm telling you, if Bill Cunningham did as well as he did, uh, we you oh would have God. been, I would have been. Oh, my God. I, would have I, been, I, I don't even <clears throat> want to think about it. I yeah. don't even want to think about it because. Because, Brian, they let me be me. Like, I totally could just be, like, I could engage. I could get in fights. I mean, I could fucking yeah. tell, kick, I could kick people out of my studio. Yeah, he wasn't one of these stuffy assholes in a suit. He's, like, wearing a leather jacket and fucking talking shit to the audience and to the people yeah. on the stage. It was fucking amazing. I loved it. I thought it was awesome, and I knew exactly how that we were just. Oh on my one, god! On one of my on one of my guests, I forget Brian. It was I was arguing. There was a guy. There was a guy. It was a, it was a guy that got mad. We we brought these we brought these men that were dressed up like ladies, beautiful women, beautiful, and they were going to give regular men massages. But the regular men thought that they were really hot chicks. Well. As they're massaging, I let the good news out that you're getting rubbed by a man. And one guy was pretty cool about it. You know, but the other guy was a complete dick. And I said, get the fuck out of my studio. Now, security, get this fucking bullheaded. And they literally yoked him. They yoked him out. You don't see people getting yoked out of studio. Like, you know, I was yoking guys out of there. It was was some of the funniest, most outrageous shit. And we would, I mean, I'm just telling you now, I would have, I would have me a huge house on the property at Caliente, right? No, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that would have been you know. You may, your I life may have, have gone out. a different direction. Who yeah, knows? I mean, who knows? It's hard butterfly telling. effect, man. Yeah, we'd I know. Probably, me and Brent probably be fucking hot nineteen-year-old black girls in Chicago oh, right now. Oh my god, we would we would have definitely. I've never had, been with a black girl, and that's one. Yeah, oh, you guys would have had a nice house in the Lincoln Park area. And oh my god, been living up there. We would have during the during the summer. We would have lived. We would have lived at Lake Point Towers and one of the that's one of the most exclusive places to live in downtown Chicago. Yeah, Bubba lived in Chicago, so I would have gone with what he recommended. Bubba would have season passes suite to the the Packers. Yeah. Oh, Fuck the oh, Bears. Oh, yeah. We'd definitely be going to Packer games. Hold on. Me and Hatley, we went to a couple Packer games and got VIP like a motherfucker. Yeah. We, were in the, we were in the weight room. We walked on Lambeau Field. We walked on Lambeau Field. We took we were, pictures in front of Aaron Rodgers' locker. We were we were on Lambeau Field when Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre were warming, warming yeah. up at the same time. Yeah. Wow. That had to be. We tense. were standing on the field. Wa- no, they were just like they were just. They don't standing, give a fuck. They were just standing there. No, warming. no, no. I'm saying they weren't boys though. Yeah, they, they kind of were. They kind of were like joking around and they kind of were like far ago. Ah, Aaron, <laughs> uh, you know you throw a little harder than me, but you ain't playing today. Uh, yeah, and they were just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were that's just funny. So see that? Yeah, that's... they were just busting balls, and, and we yeah. were. I was like, we were just sitting here, and now to know what Aaron Rodgers has gone on. Oh to do. my god! Like we were watching Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre standing next to each other warming up. It was crazy. Yeah, is Hall Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron Rodgers as good as I think he is. He yes. is the best regular season quarterback in NFL history. 
He's a great quarterback. He's amazing. He's the best. Do you know? I hate to turn this into sports, but did, did, do, did, is he is he going to lose a little bit now that you know Adams is gone? Does I, it fuck uh, him a little bit? We'll see. I, I, we'll see. I don't if, think... if he if he doesn't miss a beat, if he goes out there and throws for forty eight hundred yards and forty touchdowns and five picks this season, then the guy is yeah. the greatest of all time the, with that receiving core. The uh, the Packers did uh, the smart thing and they upgraded their offensive line. And if they if you can keep the rush off of Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter who's at receiver. Yeah, well, Bakatari is done. He's going to pick you. He's yeah, going to pick you apart. Did you hear again. that? Yeah, it's probably micro fracture issues now. He's screwed. Oh, if it's fuck. his knee, he's. I mean, first of all, he's 31, 32 years old. Well, they and plus he's the highest paid tackle that hasn't. Well, well now going on two years. <laughs> and, and it's five hundred thirty nine days since he took a snap. <clears throat> yeah, so that was one of the things that Aaron Rodgers demanded from the Packers that they upgrade their uh, they upgrade their offensive line. Well, he, well he must Jones be damn confident that, that that they're either going to find a way to get OBJ or uh, something because who's he, available right now? OBJ is he available? Yeah, old dirty bastard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, is 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 Beckham? Uh, yeah, uh, Odell uh, Beckham's still a free agent. But I, I believe I, I he's mean, the last is, big is one. He, is he is he obtainable money wise? Is he a thirteen million dollar guy? Uh, at this stage in his career, they can probably get him. They can get him affordably. I mean, not not cheap, but they could get him. I, I have think, to give him some term. They need to get go get Jake Jake Cumio. I think Rogers. Back from Buffalo. That's the big difference maker. The guy nobody wants. I right. think I think Rogers is a good. I think he's at the level of a Brady where he's good enough. If you can keep the rush off of him, it, he will f- make any receiver him, great. If you give him three or four seconds, he'll kill you. Yeah, he will he'll absolutely fucking kill you. And he also has that fast flick on him. He does have the and, fastest release in football, and it's precise. He's dead on the money with his passes. I mean, he is no. His he's the most precise passer that we've seen in our lifetime I for mean, sure. He, he sets his feet and the ball is out like that, and it's on. the And money. he doesn't make mistakes that's the thing his interception rate is insane it's insane the guy doesn't make mistakes now they sh- lost they lost that one guy the the smith kid to uh, to minnesota no, well they lost markel marquez valdez scantling to uh, kc was that a <clears throat> great receiver he was well he stretched the field for adams yeah. he, he he drew safeties away so adams could have you know one-on-one or one-on you know two-on-one coverage rather than you know they can triple cover him in that but, offense but look at belichick for years like put a lot of his money in the offensive line and he would go with whatever running backs and receivers he could get and he trusted brady like if you could give him time he, this Brady league's Brady different now, though. Up. This league's different now. now and, is Tony, and, and is there, the last is that quarterback from Indiana State? That. Is that quarterback from Tanyan? Is he? I heard he got put on pup. You know that was that big breakout guy two years ago from Indiana State that was a journeyman went to Detroit. Yeah, whatever. that's and right. Then, and then he was a Even fucking the tight stud. end, yeah. Robert Tanyan. I think he got put on pup. Oh, I thought he said cornerback. No, no he's, uh, Tanyan's a tight Tanyan's end. Tanyan's right? a t- tight <laughs> end. Yeah. And and I think that that's. I mean, Aaron Rodgers having that relief valve tight end look quick at, hitter. L- he, listen, you gotta look, have him. look at the look at the teams that were in. You know, in I the mean, playoffs is Brady not as good? Is Brady not as effective without Gronk? I think so. Right. You know, though, well, that's just, why they, they brought in Rudolph and Julio Jones. They just signed Julio Jones. Now you Who gotta, did? The Bucks. the Bucks. They did? Yeah. So now you got to deal with oh, Mike, Mike, Evan, Mike Evans and Julio well, Jones. Well, we'll see how why much Julio... Why did the Packers get Julio? Well, they were in the bidding for him, but the Bucks gave $6 million, which, okay, he's 33 that going into 34. That ain't shit for him. He's, when, he's, when, he's, when his head's in the game, Here's that the guy's a fucking stud. Here's the thing. He's ripped, too. Go man. look, and, and that's fine. Probably a big it, dong, lo- too. Losing a... I I don't know, but lose these guys lose a step at 30. And there's a reason why, if you go back the last seven years in the NFL, other than an off season with Larry Fitzgerald, 
or Julian Edelman, you have very few, if any, receivers in the top 30 or even 40 statistically over the age of 30. Jason Cherry and, and, and Chat says, I would have known that had I not gotten sniped from the sports show yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you, you got sniped. That so was the Packers Nick, Nick were in the, 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 the Packers the Packers were, in the were rumored. Uh, yeah. Baltimore was rumored. Who's better, OGJ or OBJ? Or, right or, now. Right now, based on the last two seasons, probably OBJ. OBJ gonna, was a Ram, wasn't he's gonna he? Want, yeah. He's going to want money and term, though, but I, and I, that's the problem. If I'm a coach, though, I'd rather have Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a better influence in the locker room. He's a solid veteran, and if he gets him, it all depends on how good a shape he If he gets himself in good shape, Julio Jones Well, is, he doesn't have to be a number one for the Bucs. Right. They have a number one. He doesn't have to be a number two right. for the Bucs. They have another two. He just has to be a solid number and three. He will, yeah, be, and he will be. And he, he will be. 70 catches for 700 yards and four touchdowns, and that's a good year for I'll him. I'll tell you who I really like, and I know I'm not a Bucks fan, is that Evans motherfucker. He's the toughest he motherfucker is, in football. Oh, my God. When he was at Texas A&M, he made everybody think Johnny Football was a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah you know what? Good he was. You're right. You're exactly right. Because he caught everything. Everything, everything yeah. at his feet, over his head. He caught yeah. everything. And that's, he's, he's so under... Like, He's I, underappreciated he as a wide really receiver. Is. He is that guy is so hard to cover because if you throw it anywhere near He's him, so big, and he gets it, and he, he's he not afraid to get it. He's gotten knocked out, concussed like oh, yeah. three games in his career. Every There's year. one thing and he's not afraid to cross. He, he doesn't get alligator arms across the, across the middle. Yeah, no. he does. He's not scared to go across the middle. He, no, you can't blame any of Jameis' issues on Evans. No fucking no, way. No, 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 no. In fact, Evans might have pulled Jameis out of the water. Jameis, oh, he absolutely did. But Jameis may have shortened Evans' career by a year or two. Yeah, you're right. Because he hung him out to. Dry, man. Well, last year Brady let him right into the Saints, for yeah. knocking him out. Yeah, so, he got <laughs> knocked out by Brady once. Yep. So it's his look. Now, Jameis thought that he would give uh, that linebacker the, the <laughs> "I'm not going to slide" deal, and that guy fucking tweaked his shit. Remember? <laughs> yeah. That linebacker for um for for uh for the Bucks. Remember Jameis didn't slide, <laughs> and he tried to kind of go in there, and it was at the fifty. Who's the, the bad mother? White. Ooh, I just heard <laughs> Ryan Jensen had to get carted off practice today. That's not good. We oh, can't the, afford. The we can't afford Brady taking hits. Isn't Jensen the best yes. on the entire line? Well, that one guy He's from one, Iowa. Yeah, well, no, that, Tristan Wirfs will uh, will eventually be one of the best in the league. But Jensen is great at yeah. calling offensive line. Like, is he center. that big redheaded nut? <laughs> yeah. That big fucking crazy redheaded guy that wears like a little fucking face mask? Yeah, and he um <clears throat> and his calls on the offensive line, his protections for Brady are really, really, really good. Like Man. I mean, he keeps he keeps the rush off. He knows how to keep the rush off of Brady and call the offensive line calls. He's really now does Devontae Evans go and make Carr look like a million bucks? Carr, Carr is a good quarterback. He Don't really get is. this wrong. He was a good quarterback before him. He now has weapons oh out God. the ass between Waller and Adams and Jacobs. They are going to be formidable. The problem for them is they play in the toughest division in football well, now. The, pro- the, the Raiders are going to score points. It's going to be, can, can you do score they, points they, and do, keep up with do them? They have, do they have a decent defense? Uh, oh. well, they've got one of the best D-linemen in the league, but uh, but uh, I don't Warren know. Does come back? No, no. Oh, I forget sorry. his name. It's uh, What's his name? The Ra- Raiders D-lineman. He's amazing. It, but the, the, the thing is, the Raiders defense, I think, on the back end is a little bit weak. So if you can get if you can give your quarterback some time, you can you can beat their defense. Yeah, group. that's that's the issue. Um, what's his name? Does Jameis end up starting for the Saints? Oh yeah, they just gave him a two-year deal and like thirteen point two million. It's they gave him something like that. What do you think about him? You're a huge. You're obviously, that's your number one team. <sighs> I'm not a huge fan of Jameis, but what the, the on the positive? I'll give you the positive and the negative. The negative is he takes too many chances. And, he does and gets picked. 
The positive is he's got a strong arm and can and can throw the ball a mile. And, he, and he's big. And he's huge. So we need the Saints need to get Michael Thomas back onto the field. Does, the, it, does it hurt that they lost their coach? Like, bad. Like I mean, he's the quarterback whisperer. I mean, that hurts yeah. losing Sean Max Payton. Crosby. That's why the guy did, I was thinking from did, the Raiders. Why did why did why did Peyton why did why did he retire? Oh, because he knows they're screwed. They they they're they're in they, they got some cap issues. Cap hell. Cap hell. They've got it's some beyond. cap issues and you know the owners. Cap the issue from what Drew Brees taking around to from, me. I mean from that, from uh backloading Breeze. Yeah, and they've they got just, Michael they've got Michael Thomas. They had they, some they had a lot of money tied up on the defensive side of the ball. And, and they've got uh, you know Alvin Kamara. They've got they've got some big they've got some big people they gotta pay and they've got some big cap issues. So Yeah, and, and so they had they're 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 and hamstrung they, and, and they, they taste some hill contract as an albatross uh, around their neck. It's it's uh you know they 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 so it was a good time for him to go. Does Miami rebound with that kid from Kansas City to Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Uh, two is not the guy. Uh, I don't think. I think the, my see Miami has the same problem that the Jets have that the Browns have. It's the organization itself is terrible. I agree. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why Miami doesn't win. They bring in plenty same thing of good with Dallas players. too. Dallas yeah, the, has organizational issues. Yeah. Oh, Jerry uh, Jones have a kill it if you hear it. Well, he can, he can hear it all day. He the needs to stop with, meddling. Look at all the t- look at all the great players that Washington has brought in, and they've done nothing. Dan Snyder is a huge Dan's problem because he's an it ass starts bucket. at the top, man. Yeah. You know why do you think the Lightning are so good? Ownership. Because, uh, yeah. Jeff Vinnick. <clears throat> yeah. Jeff Vinnick. Why do you think the the Braves can't get over the hump? Stu Sternberg, yep. man. And why do you think the Patriots are so good? Because Bob Kraft is the man. Yep. Bob right. Kraft knows how to run an organization. Right. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's organizational leadership. It's no. It's no. And su- listen, and to and, and you got to give the Glazers some credit. You really do. I mean, yeah, they, you know, the Glazers. Because, I mean, the, because the Culver houses were a bunch of ass buckets. Right. And, and then the Glazers really did turn the franchise well, around. What they did was team. they bring in football guys and they let the football guys run the team. They don't right. They don't pretend to be GM, closet GMs as owners. You know, they set the budget and then the football guys abide by it. And the, the Glazers have done a great job marketing the Bucks. They're in the top five in merchandising in the NFL around the world. Well, they, 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 well going over and playing a lot of well, games in Europe helped them well, a but, lot but, but even because be- they became their fans. And, and the Manchester United. United ownership, you know, w- w- All right, that, so that helps last, as well. Last question before we got to let you guys go. Who are the t- – give me the AFC and the NFC sleepers in football. Oh, I think the, the Raiders in the AFC for sure. Is a sleeper. I think so. I, I had him last year and, and Pally, you know, making the playoffs. Raiders? Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree with I think that. And how about the, NFC? Is, the, it, is, it, is, it, is it Arizona? I it, guess they wouldn't be a sleeper because no, Arizona's they're, they're, supposed to be there, right? They're here's, loaded. So here's the problem. They're loaded. Here's mm-hmm. the problem for Arizona, man. You look at their coach, and he came over from the college game from Texas Tech, Kingsbury. <laughs> and he thinks he's a rock star. Cliff Kingsbury. He starts out the season 4-0, 5-0, 7-0. His last eight games, like 3-5, and 2-6. and six. This is across the board, his entire coaching career. He shits his teams. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he's doing, but from college to the, the Cardinals now, his teams shit the bed in the second half of the season. Alright, so give so, me your NFC sleeper. I would go, if I had to pick a sleeper, the Vikings. I agree. I think they may win the division this year. You depending think on depending upon how good Aaron Rodgers can do with the limited receivers he has. And the potential offensive line disaster. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's they, all going to hinge on the offensive do line. Do they eat that Bakhtiari? Do they eat that money? Do they got to eat that money? They want him. He won't retire, but they want him to retire so that they can at least free up some cap money. Yeah, with him medically un- <laughs> if, unable if, to perform. But if, I don't know if he had an insurance policy to cover it. But I mean, uh, I mean, uh, whatever he got, signing bonus and guarantee. Well, the, the problem is they've backloaded it, and so they, oh, they've got fucked. they've got cap problems in future years. I but don't if know they got, if if he's if he's tweaked and done, then that 
pretty much takes because he's a big number. He is a big number that takes care of their cap problem. No, no, because the signing bonus still counts. Uh, you still have to pay him that because it's a signing bonus. Yeah, but that frees up fourteen, fifteen, sixteen million a year on a guy, right? <clears throat> I it, mean, you know, yeah, he's, would, he's a twenty. I think he's a twenty-five million dollar a year guy. I'm pulling up his uh, contract now. Mm-hmm. Is uh, he averages out to like twenty? I did. We, God we, damn, look right Twenty-one I and a half. I, I, was, I was. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even know, and I knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he averages out to twenty-one and a half million. What, a year. Exactly what I just said. Yeah. He's a fifteen to twenty million. You're your guy. And Madden. So and, that you and Madden, I trade those guys, man. You know, you don't pay that guy if you have to, if he's done right. If you, um, if you he backloaded years I think you three, four, owe, and five, you owe him all the signing bonus. So the signing bonus will ca- count against you. I well, don't know exactly. What was exactly, the signing bonus? Well, I, I'm trying to pull it up, but I can't. You know, Sport Track decided to pick the the worst possible time not to function for me here. So uh, in the NFC, I'll give you my sleeper in the NFC. So he had a four year, ninety two million dollar deal. Oof. Sorry, uh, sixty one and a half guaranteed. So, so split that up by four. Yeah. So fifteen. His his cap. But but I think they backloaded that. So, so it's going to hurt him in future years. But their site's not working too great right now. It said it said um, shortly before bed. Back, it signed a four year deal worth one hundred and five point five million. The base value of the deal is one hundred three point five, with another two million in incentives, which includes the highest signing bonus of all time uh, for him thirty million. So thirty million signing bonus. Um, total cash flow is at thirty-seven point oh five two million for the first year, sixty-four point five million in the first three years. So he's he's thirty-four million dead cap this year, twenty-three million next year, and eleven million the, the last year. What's What's interesting is if they cut him now, let's it say would, you cut him tomorrow, it's twenty-one million. It would hurt, it would it would count against him. For and the, then for only next this year. year is the year they can cut him. And they still have to pay him a huge number, but they, it only hurt him six million in cap. They get penalties, actually yeah. six million in cap savings off of that. Well, that's something. That's it's something. That's, that's, and that's, then it, the last year they would save twenty one and you a can, half. You can hire Hatley and Clem for backup fullbacks for that. Exactly. <laughs> so my NFC sleeper is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, They're not a sleeper though, Hatley. They're supposed to be there. They, no, not with Trey Lance. Oh, if, yeah, I mean, if Jimmy G is not their starter, that yeah. nobody's picking him right now. I think Samuel. Uh, is going to even have a better year, and because he's holding the, out partially. Yeah, well, they need to pay him because he um he lines up at running back, at receiver, and he just call, he creates all kinds of havoc for defenses. He's a Swiss Army knife, man. He's the most versatile player in the league. Yeah, the Atlanta had that guy overrated. too, but Debo. Yeah, overrated? no, no way. That, that offense is stagnant without him last year, and at any moment he's gone. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's, he's a freak. Yeah. He's an absolute freak of nature. Like he that that's the guy you know that that would worry me when when they play the Saints is yeah. Samuel God he's at any moment he's see, so see what is bye. the official uh, to end Brian what's the official uh, training camp uh, news out of, for Bacliera or whatever like well, I mean are they he said it's I know quote, he's on unquote, the pub list he's dealing with a knee issue it's not his ACL. And and then he was very cryptic. He's like, anybody who's gone through this before knows what I'm dealing with and blah, 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 blah. What does but that mean? I don't know. I'm fucked? I, I don't know because he won't, they haven't disclosed what he's dealing with. I, I think it may be something related to micro fractures in his kneecap, which is causing debilitating pain and making it impossible for him to play effectively. 
Brent, how how do your Florida Gators do this year? And don't drink the Gator Kool Aid. Something you know when they're down. Sometimes you'll say it. Okay, so this is a huge question mark because this we've got this new huge Florida Gator guy. Huge question mark. Richardson's going to be the truth, man. So so Anthony Richard, Richardson, who's the quarterback, is like the best quarterback that the Gators have had since Tim Tebow. No no question about it. Well, did he play? Is he a three-year starter? Uh, no, no he, he played a little bit as a last true year. freshman. Last year he played a little true bit. Freshman. Yeah. True freshman, like and a he, true red shirt, Willie. No, like it, a true freshman. He, oh. play, he played last year. I mean, this guy hurdles people. He can sling it. He's got speed. He's got it all. Um, but the thing is, is this: we have a new coach, Billy Napier. He did very well with the, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. He has not played coached one SEC football game yet. The Gators are opening up with Utah on September third at Florida, which is not. A pushover. Utah is a good team, so Mormons and all. Mormons and all. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a very tough season for Florida, um, and it's just a huge question mark because running back is where is their weakness. They lost their their all their good running backs are pretty much. They gone. all transferred out. Uh, transferred out or left, but they they brought he you know he brought in a running back from the Louisiana Raging Cajuns that was the player of the year last year. So we just don't know. Um. What's going to happen with the Gators and this guy, this young guy? I think he's forty-two years old. He's going to get a chance to um, prove whether he can hang in the SEC or not. We just, if, if not, just do you think know. Deion Sanders could be a choice? I think that I think that Deion Sanders. I think any Florida yep, fucking school yep, in yep. three years would well, it'll be a bidding war. Yep, they're going. To, I think the, I think the University of Florida backs up the money truck for Deion Sanders. I well, mean, I was. Ta- we'll see I was how ta- FSU does with Norville this year because he may be done after this season. Yeah, but, and in but that I don't case, think Deion leaves, and I think Deion I think need- Deion would leave. De- Florida State would back. Up the truck. Too well, now hold on. In in in, in the in the, the racism in the in the in the uh, hold in on though. But I think all of Dion's guys in today's portal system. I think you could go and transfer to FSU immediately, can't you? I, I think in the new portal system, you don't even have to set out a year. Well, they get the one-time transfer no matter what, and they're talking about doing away with that and making it unlimited. So if he wanted those kids, he could bring them along with him. I was talking to a guy that I forget where who where, where did I see this person? It was just fairly recent. And he um, specializes in in oh I know I made I met him at Tate's Pizza, and he is thirty five years old. He's worth a hundred and thirty five million dollars. I googled him. He's the real deal, <clears throat> and he's one of the largest um, contr- one of the largest uh, alumni contributors to the University of Miami, and he. His company, one of his companies that he just formed is an NIL company, name, image, and likeness. And he said it is the absolute fucking wild west right now. Yep. And that DeSantos has to go on here now and make some kind of rule real fast. Although we were first to make the NIL deal in the rest of the country, I guess that they kind of refined it. And, and, and all Florida schools are at a little bit of a disadvantage based on some verbiage that all the other states put in that we didn't. Are you familiar with that, Brian? I'm not totally. I, I know now's the time to make the money on it because it, they'll they'll rein it in here. <laughs> he I said mean, he the fun police are going to come well, in. Well, we saw, we saw the, like Dion's deal with Bleacher Report or what. I'm not with Bleacher Report, with Barstool and his players getting money as a part of that. Like that type of close connection to the to the administration is going to be problematic in future states. He I said think. that there are dealerships, Cadillac and whatever dealerships that are given 10, 15, 20 Escalades 
to players. Well, that's that was what uh, Nick Nick Saban went after Jimbo Fisher with. I mean, is it going to be like the SMU, about, you know, te- uh, Craig James, uh, Eric Dickerson, or is it going to make steroids. that look like a, like, like a fucking popsicle stand? It's, that's going to look like a popsicle <laughs> so, stand compared to what we got coming. So this is why Saban attacked Texas A&M and, and Jimbo Fisher, uh, because he's like, well, we just don't have the oil money. We don't have the alumni like uh, like they do over you know in other schools, you know, taking a shot at them, saying we don't have the ability to buy players like they do. We have to actually earn it, which was, you know, it's Nick Saban's a, a, a total villain in college football. I don't like him at all. Um, he is good, though. He is. He's, I mean, a, he's effective. He's the best college football coach ever. The best football coach ever has got to be Jimmy Johnson. You but, think so? Yeah. Well, if you win multiple national championships at college level and multple Super Bowls and Super yeah, Team that was one, right. fi- one in 15. Where's my boy Vince rate? Yeah. No. Vince, Vince Lombardi, like, I, it's a different era. For his right. era, I, I Vince Lombardi, as far as fundamentals well, I, and coaching, is, is my favorite. I'll say this. Jimmy Johnson was in a different era, too. Right. So, but he just, the Cowboys were one no in 15. No free agency, though. So they had captive players. It wasn't this. It wasn't free agency like it is in the NFL now. It's a different era. It's it, remember I'm the Herschel Walker trade they got. Diminish yeah. it, but it's a, it is a, a different didn't, era. Didn't the Cowboys Herschel haven't Walker, won jack shit since free agency on. became a thing in the NFL. Didn't by the, the way. Herschel Walker trade pretty much build yes. the Cowboys empire? Yep. They sure got did. Aikman from that. They got Emmett from that. I think right. They, they and they well they drafted Emmett and in the second round. Can you but believe I, but that? But I think they got. Amazing. The, I mean, I think they got the picks. Yeah, the picks. I yes. mean, I think they got and like they got seven Aik- picks. They got Aikman from UCLA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then they had a you know they were one in fifteen, and Jimmy Johnson comes in and turns that team around. I tell you, I went and are. visited Dion in '96 uh, for the NFC Championship game, and I stayed with Dion, and I got to meet Jerry Jones, and I got to see the culture. Uh, and just be behind the scenes. Hell, Brent, you saw I was in the locker room oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and everything. And man, so I come pulling up with Dion and Dion's limo, and, and Dion goes, "Go talk to that security guy right there and tell him to get Jerry." And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I go get this guy, and the guy goes gets Jerry, and Jerry comes up to Dion, and Dion, Dion goes, "Jerry, this is a very dear friend of mine, Bubba. I like you to give him some kind of pass to let him walk wherever he wants." Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't give me a pass. They gave me this little gold uh bracelet and it, it wasn't a pass it wasn't a credential a laminate it was a gold bracelet and i could go anywhere i wanted including wow. the packers locker room so i'm during the game it's a super tight game the packers are actually up and i've been i haven't even been hanging out on the cowboy side i've been over at the packers side because i'm looking at brett Favre and reggie white i'm looking at all these motherfuckers. you know brent i'm like yeah. fuck Look at it's Chris Jackie, and it's when Chris hold, Jackie. Hold on, and it's listen to this. Tomorrow. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, McMahon, uh, Jim McMahon, spent his last couple years with the Packers yep. as a backup to Favre. Yep. So I'm looking at Jim McMahon. I'm looking at all these motherfuckers, and so what, come halftime, uh, you know the Cowboys are in the locker room. Well, I don't go in. I could, but I didn't. I just kind of stayed outside. And Dion comes out there, and he goes, Sponge, where you been? I haven't seen you on the sidelines. I go, I've been over looking at the Packer guys. He goes, don't forget who brought you to this dance. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go over to the Packers the rest of the day. Yeah, I, stayed uh, the, I stayed over at the, uh, at, the, at, the, at the Cowboys deal. But, man, just to be able to experience that, not a lot of people can has been able, have been able to you know experience anything like that. And then, no. Brent, when you and I went to Lambeau Field because my buddy worked for the Packers and we had oh, unabated access to anywhere we wanted to go. That was amazing. Like, people dream of that kind of shit. I remember uh, Mark Chamura sharing a story about how there was some weird dude in the shower staring at him the whole time. <laughs> 
wasn't a 17 year old hot tub girl. He, he didn't want to notice. He wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, he wouldn't have noticed us. <laughs> I will tell you this: one of the one of the this is my last last story. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in sports is I was at the old Sombrero, the old Buck Stadium, and it's when the Packers played uh, the Bucks. I think in '95. It was the year, yeah, in 95, and it's when the Packers clinched the Central. So that's the one the Packers won. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the next year, I think the Bucks won. They did. Yeah. So I was sitting, and I had press passes from 98 Rock or whatever, and I'm in the end zone, and it's um, it was, I forget, like the third, third, or, third or fourth quarter. And I'm right there. And you know, Brent, if you're in the end zone, you can, if the team is, like the Packers are down like at the, 20 and they were they had 80 yards to go well the press kind of goes with the team with the team yep. so i went and said i'm just going to go down to the fucking goal post and wait for him to come then i'll have the best seats you know because then because they're all the they photo- were driving yeah. yeah all the photographers are always pushing around and trying to get it you know like a jockey for their shot for yeah sports illustrated so i said fuck it i know they're gonna score so i'm gonna be the first one down so i walked all the way down there and i'm literally leaning leaning against the goal pad until the referee tells me to get behind the you know slash mark. Well, they're now they're on the Packers are on the Bucks like eight, right? And um, I'm standing there, and then they like they I, I think it might who was the fucking run Armand Green maybe or somebody like that or it or, might have been Edgar Bennett. Even Edgar Bennett, I think it was Edgar Bennett. Dorsey Levin, some bullshit. They try a couple running plays, and then next thing you know, they got this pass play. Well, Favre drops back. And I'm like right at the like pretty much parallel with the goalpost right there. Well, all of a sudden he fucking lets this ball rip. Now Favre threw at 154 fucking miles an hour. He did. I mean I don't know. He he Favre had an arm on him, and it, this ball's coming right for me. Now Hatley, it literally is from like me to you right now. Yeah. I'm standing up. It's literally like from me to you, Brian. Like mm-hmm. the ball is where you are. Right. <clears throat> and I'm like, holy shit. Like, because there was no, there was no guy right there. I'm like, holy shit! I'm just getting kind of fucking scared. I was getting ready to, you know, maybe have to catch it. Right? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, big ass Chimura comes by and catches it like right in front of me. But for a split second, I really thought that ball was coming right for me, and it was going 100 miles an hour, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to catch you it. You know what? Not. On Monday Night Football, I had the same thing happen to me, and Chimura spiked it, and I caught the ball. Oh, you did? And handed it to the ref. You can see it on that Monday night football. So I don't want you to give it to Coco and start fucking jogging. Well, you know, you know how they are. Oh, they are. When you're down there on the field. Oh, they are. They you know are. how they are. But, man, to see a ball that's, you know, I would have yeah, hit, hit me in the head. I saw that because Brett Favre throws it to a spot. Right. And his guy goes and gets it. Like, you really see that when you, because I. I and, and, and until you're on the field. Brian, have you ever been on the field? I've been down for, like, a USF game. Okay. But not for a pro oh, game. Oh, a pro game? So is, the speed, oh, like, you cannot believe the speed. Like, that's the biggest. The, guy, the guys are big, you know, the, the, but the speed of the game is like it's it, it's something that you cannot comprehend unless you're on the field level. They've but, got that game on YouTube, by the way. Was this December of 95? I think so. Yeah, they've got the full, I think, the full yeah. game. So we'll, we should be able to my, see you standing yeah. in the end zone and Mark Chamorro making the, the TD catch. Yeah, and, and, yeah, because mine on 97, when it happened to me, like, it was 97, Monday Night Football, Packers at the Bucks, but the Bucks won that game. Also on Jacque, the Jacquez Green had a big game. Oh, oh, yeah. and, and on the NFC Championship game. Oh, you um, can definitely see you, you in can that see, one. We, we, you can see me. I had this big white 4X shirt on. Oh, 
yeah. and we and we, we you could see me like <laughs> me and that. Hatley used to go. Oh, we watched it like oh. ten times. You could see me like ten times. I saw you. I remember seeing you on TV when that game was on live because, of course, it's the NFC Championship. Everybody's right. watching. And I was like, "There's," <laughs> and I was sitting there. <laughs> If I got yelled at by by Dion, Sponge, Sponge, don't forget who brought you to this dance. Okay, buddy. Remember, I got stuck in this bathtub. I thought I was going to have to call him to get me out. Oh my God, that's one of the best. So anyway, listen. Looking forward, I wanted to, this. This just everybody loves this show. How they wouldn't have? We're so fucking talented. Um, <laughs> um, would oh shit! I'm off on the. I'm out of town on the 11th. How about the 18th? Could you guys do the 18th? That would probably work for me. Let me look at here. I'm open right now. I am uh the 18th. Uh, the 18th. Yeah. Or the 25th. I could we could do back to backs. People yeah. love us so much. I will uh, yeah, I would have to let you know about where we where I am at this project that I'm working on. Okay. Now, can you lock in one of them and I yeah. try to get you the other one? Like can you lock in the 18th or the 15th and then the, the, the 18th, 18th or the 18th or the 25th give me one of those two? I'm just uh in the, I'm I'm good for both, buddy. Yeah, in the month of August I'm uh I'm heavy into a a project. Okay. Well, give give me preferably the 18th if you could. We, yeah, be. yeah. Okay. So, we'll, we'll give you that one. Uh, all right, so I can I can lock that in. Yeah. yeah all right, I'm putting yeah. Bert and Brian. Perfect. And then, uh, and then Brian, do you want to let me know what date you and Gina? Um, yeah, let me get back to you on that. But, maybe, maybe uh, you're the 18th, out the eleventh. So. I'm out the eleventh, but maybe the eighteenth or the twenty fifth for you and Gina. Yeah, yeah, we could do. The, let me know. Do the twenty fifth. Gina is the best family lawyer in the country. Oh, I love. She's her. just so good at what she does because she, she takes such a and she's a and practical, non abusive approach. She to did. It. So she did the best job for me that I, I couldn't have asked for a better job. She's so nice. I love her. Plus, she's she's great to work with too. Yeah, she's, does she does she ever got a set you straight? We we complement each other well. Like she gets a little bit of anxiety over certain like manager parts of the the practice that I help her with and help talk her through, and then she helps calm me down because I can be a little fiery, annoying, little prickish, little prickish sometimes. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Brian. Anyway, uh, Brent. Brent, awesome. I'm. I'm, I'm we're, you and I are hanging out, and uh, Brian, you're going back to your sweatshop. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go sweat get some shop. stuff done at the office. And uh, more importantly, man, thank you to all uh, for watching. I'm right, you're left. We're screwed. And listen, this show is uh, political, but we also get into sport. Listen, it's our show. We'll do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, politics I, and sports, same thing. The, and, and the trips down memory lane with you two are are oh. worth everything right now. Oh, those are so fun. Hatley, I really, honest to God, Brent, I really do miss our dynamic. I do. Yeah, it was. It was those those days. I mean, name oh God, name radio so that was better. There's not. There there There's isn't not. any. There's not. There isn't any. There's, There's not. Like you know, and people that uh, was so real and raw and and you know, it just not. There was nothing. There were no pretenses. It was it was radio by guys who knew what they, who knew different dudes too you know even whatever he had turned into Spice brought his dynamic right as the yeah counter absolutely he, and, and hey Brent and I hate Spice Boy but he was within our microcosm of our little world it worked he was great you know uh, he went on to do some real fucked up shit uh, you know Manson has showed his ass uh, I don't want to give those guys even the time of day uh, but man we had. 
a very special dynamic during a very special time, and I don't even know that we knew how special it was while it was happening. No, no, and you know, I'm reading the book right now that uh, was written by Ronnie James Dio, of course, you know, Black Sabbath and Rainbow and Dio, and now I kind of understand, it helps you to understand why bands break up, why radio shows break up, why all this stuff happens, because there's some weird shit that goes on that you don't know. You're like, hey, I don't understand why, like, you know, Ace Frehley doesn't want to be in Kiss anymore, like... But there's well, other there's jealousy. Yeah. There's jealousy. There's jealousy. I mean, there's... I actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, Spice Boy thought that I was a fat piece of shit and that I got lucky and that he was more talented than me. I mean, listen, I don't want to get too far deep in the woods with this, but that's the truth. Yeah. Hatley, you witnessed it. You Absolutely. saw it. You're my friend. You'll be honest with me. You know that I am a really good host. You are. One, so, one of the best. So I wor- And he was not better than me. No way. Not even close. And, 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 I don't and, know. And, him and Nilla did some pretty memorable radio. <laughs> but, 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 but Trump... <laughs> you had to bring up Nilla. Nilla. The ho- but, but the host, like, I worked with this I worked with this amazing radio consultant. She's the best consultant I've ever worked with. His name, her name is Valerie Geller. And she said, some people are good generators and some people are good reactors. You are a great generator like a host right generator you are one of the best generators ever in the history of radio and it helped me to understand that i'm a good reactor i'm not a great host like i can go on and do a serial killer show and lay out the facts for you but i'm a better reactor than a generator and when you get a good generator and you get some couple good fucking reactors to set you guys up with some great softballs to fucking ring it all in and try to keep it all together and then bounce it all around the room and keep people and get a fake character involved and all that kind of i mean it's straight money and it's probably the howard 101 era yeah with howard six, us and oh, scotty farrell oh six to oh eight is argue like i don't give a fuck if you don't like me you don't like howard you don't like if you if you're an honest radio person i don't care if you're mike calton you work at cox or you're iheart and you hate our guts that was the best radio lineup in the history of radio ever 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 i mean Think about it. Artie on the Stern Show yeah. in those years was the best years of the Stern Show. Yeah. I just, you know, that's one thing I'll never understand is how Howard pretty much doesn't even acknowledge his existence with the show or that he was on the show. That bothers the fuck it, out of me. It, and, and, and Artie has got such a big heart. Bubba knows him very well. He is, it, but he's a fuck up like me. Yeah, like, but he but can be a fuck are. up and you still acknowledge. Like, look, you're not saying, you're not whitewashing history. You're saying Spice and Manson had very little to do with the success no, of the show. No, they had a lot to do with it. Or you're not going to mention them. No. You know, just, that's one in thing. In fact, I don't, I don't, has rubbed me wrong. I have, I don't know, maybe Brent, you might be able to think of or Brian, I don't know of anybody that I won't acknowledge on the show of being like even Spice, who I hate his fucking guts. Uh, I I will acknowledge that Spice within my world was brilliant, was you know, great. I mean, you know, you've had lots of guys. You acknowledge that Guido was on your show yeah. and all these guys. I mean, like, Mike Calta was on my Mike show. Mike Calta was, you know, he was Cowhead on your show. I mean, like, uh, all I mean, of this. but but none of these guys give me my due. They all think that, you know, I got lucky or, I, you know, I, I truly am a radio journeyman. Nobody else <laughs> in my world, and Britt just most recently kind of branched out, but prior to that, I was the guy that was in Grand Rapids. I was the guy in Orlando. I was the guy in Milwaukee. I was the guy yeah. in, 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 in very, that went and did the time to learn the craft, to, to, and to you know, to kind of teach you guys a little bit. And, and I don't think that necessarily I get, that recognition that I taught, I mean, almost like the Bill Walsh of coaching tree. Yeah, but you know what you, the, the analogy, the sports analogy is, I think this is where you're going wrong on the paradigm. I think you've got to, because this is art. 
So I think you've got to move it over to the music analogy, and you'll look at bands, like big-time bands that people developed with, and they don't give each other the due. They don't speak to each other. They hate each other to this day. Like, you know, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons gave Ace Frehley a huge break. This guy was homeless, but he was a great guitar player. They gave him a huge break. They all fucking hate each other now. It is It is just in art, this kind of thing goes on. It, in in. And it gets all muddied. Like, you know, look at Pink Floyd, one of the greatest bands of all time. Roger Waters and David Gilmore will not work with each other no matter what. They could make a zillion dollars doing a stadium tour right now today. And David Gilmore is like, there's not enough money you can pay me to work with that motherfucker. But, you know, but I'm going to tell you right now. But Roger Waters wrote The Wall and had a lot to do with his musical influence. But I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't work. With, there's three or four motherfuckers that work for me that I would not. I will. I would quit radio before I worked with them. I, let's, I, let's, I, I, I hypothetical. Agree with you. You're offered to bring the exact lineup back to Stern and and Sirius right now for the money that you would do. Uh, no, but you had to be the same nope. lineup. Nope. Nope. No. I'll make. I'll make the lesser money that I'm making now and like who I work with. And and I feel the exact same way. And, and know that I don't. I don't, I I think that my guys genuinely like me. Uh, we all play our different roles, but I don't think any of them are trying to fucking se- sell my, my sex tapes and ruin my fucking life. Yeah, see, I, I agree with Bubba. I understand, like, a lot of people um, criticized Megyn Kelly for leaving Fox News and saying, well, she ruined her career, this and that. I go, so you get to a point sometimes where you say, I am not working with those people. Fuck off. And I can understand and empathize with where Megyn Kelly was coming from because you get to a point, and Bubba's at that point with some people, and I am too. There are people that... I don't care. You could back a dump truck up full of money. I am not working with those people. Money doesn't matter to me as much as it used to. Me, me either. I need about $2,600 a month to live, and that's all I fucking need. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is For real. You get to, I used to need, you know, $200,000 a month to live. You used to need $2,600 a day to live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. But you get your, you're right, Brian. You get your cost of living down, and then you understand that your time is more valuable than money, and what's more valuable than money is not having to be around toxic fucking cunts. That is worth fake, hypocritical, behind your back, stabbing fucks. Yeah. So and and people that are just toxic. And then once you get to that point in life, you realize, listen, I am not not only am I not working with people like that and those people, I'm not spending a second in their presence ever. You can't pay me. You can't make me. You can't court order me. Fuck you. I'm not going to be around you. And And just like Bubba, I've got a list of people like that, too. I would not. I will not work with. Period. End of end of question. And that question you asked, they wouldn't be able to get Bubba, and they wouldn't be able to get me. Yeah, I, think I could get. I, I'll tell you who I could. Uh, I I could tell you who I would get. Right there, that motherfucker right there. <clears throat> My dream lineup would be him and who I got now, and that would be my room. That would be my dream lineup. And and, and, and that, that I mean maybe. Maybe Shannon, but Shannon's kind of host and alpha. Well, Shannon's a generator. Yeah, right. you can't have two generators so, in so the room that's the together. Thing, that's the thing that, you, that, that I really learned from Valerie is you can't have two generators. When you, you can have one generator with a group of reactors, and you can have a really good show. Like, Unless it's a moderated, a moderated show. And you so know what, Manson, like and Manson, Crossfire or, or um, First yeah, Take. And, yeah. and with you Manson, have two generators, but you have somebody who's moderating. Right. That's the only way two generators together can work. Yes. And with Manson, you know, up until, up until him, uh, up until fairly, I would have, I didn't have any problems with him. He, de- he determined his, my mindset after the fact. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's it's just 
you know, but anyway. Yeah, it's just, it's it's just, it's, you have to understand how the, the art itself works. And like I said, I'm reading some of these, these books about bands and, and some of their inter, interaction. Like there's, you know, in, in Deep Purple, there's one Richie Blackmore, you know, he plays the, that's the lead guitar player. Everybody doesn't get to be the lead guitar player. You've got to know each person's role. And, and when you're talking about art, which this is, egos and jealousy, like, are the, the ruin everything. They ruin bands. They ruin the Guns N' Roses. They ruin Black Sabbath. They ruin, you know, everything. Everything uh, is... All art eventually gets ruined. I mean, even there's there's people that have left Howard's show, like, and I'm, you know, I'm friendly with all of them, everybody that you hear on the air, but there are people that have left the show on good terms that are very famous, that have done well since, and they're not. So... Everybody has their ego and everybody has their thing in art. And I think, Bubba, that that's why you're just going to have to sit with the fact that, hey, we created great art. And whether these people admit it or not or whether they give you credit or not, that doesn't matter. What matters is what came through the speakers. Yep. And that being said, Brian, I know you're very busy. Big time lawyer. Starving. I need to go. I got I to gotta piss. Something. I'm hungry, too. How you want to go, you wanna go get something? Let's, uh, yeah. Chicken sandwich tour. Let's go get a chicken <laughs> Donkey Teeth for the nine ninety nine and the wrap up. Mm. We will see you guys on the eighteenth, and I'll try to get. I'm going to try to get the twenty fifth out of Hatley as well. Yeah, it'll just depend on where I am on this uh, project I'm working on. Perfect, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. And we'll see you guys all later.